0: goes stream now guys what's going on guys you know i friday came along it was having like a panic attack it was like 30 minutes before collectors club wow and i got kicked out of StreamYard. yard tried, oh, yeah. co- tried to call zach not answering called again not answering i'm like what are we gonna do text dean dean give me zach's number no answer it was wow. a it was a disaster. I
1: fact saying his was number. One.
0: That's what I'm saying. You sent me his number, but then oh. I tried to call him. Nothing.
1: <laughs> I thought you were saying I didn't answer you. I was like, then you Zach's
0: getting pissed. pissed. He's like, I'm, "I
1: can't answer the phone, buddy." Wow,
2: like that. I know. Um, it's I'm, I'm watching Secrets of the Whale on Disney Plus. Sigourney Weaver. Soothing... Well, it's date night. Uh, you, you were know, at home. I don't. I don't often never have. this house. wow Wow. Well, I mean, I think you and I both leave the house about the same, to be honest, but uh, I don't often have alone time with uh, Victoria. I was like, you know, let's let's put on a movie, you know, we'll get some popcorn going. I was like, I promise nothing, CW tonight. Like, that was, that's a rare event. And I got fucking John texting me all evening. all <laughs> kinds me of back things. in. I was like, Never-
0: can I You're ask like, you something? I need you to figure it out. What was the whale secret?
2: Uh, Well, it's like Clamadia. a... Uh,
3: it was a sperm whale. Yeah, actually. <laughs> actually, actually, it was a sperm whale.
2: <laughs> it's not the only thing involved sperm that night.
4: <laughs>
2: wow. Let's go. Let's... Secret whale. How dare you.
4: Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. <laughs>
1: Hello there.
3: We are tonight's entertainment.
1: We would be honored
3: if you would
5: join us. You've got a billion toys. <laughs> you brought them to your doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one.
4: You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly podcast.
5: Joey, oh. we lock in the artillery power. Oh.
2: This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash collecting Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys. My name is Zach.
0: I'm Dean. I'm Jonathan. I'm Marco.
2: And I'm Ben. Welcome to this week's episode of collecting weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting.
1: That's right. We want to thank our friends over at. One six corner for sponsoring this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. Guys, <clears throat> don't forget to use code CW10, that's capital C, capital W10, during our live recording for 10% off all in stock items over at one six corner.com.
2: We have a great show planned for you guys tonight. We got a bunch of angels in the chat. We got Toy Mafia, Lane Kramer, Tukatri, Carlito, Vintage Rebellion, Punisher XS, The Ben Thomas Show, Nicolio, uh, comics uh equon lane kramer who is mike jones here for the training discussion what a film uh, we also have david jones marco on clean shaven smooth as a baby's bottom uh, big old fern aka chupa uh, we also have eddie money mendez brenton palmer and ninja squirrel uh, lots to talk about tonight but dean before we get into that we have a very special segment that we start off all the best shows
1: yeah you guys ready yes it's new this week yeah, uh, what'd you get in this week? Um I got jack shit. What about you guys?
5: <laughs> For once.
1: Wow. That's
4: my I favorite fa- favorite thing to get. <laughs>
1: yeah, I picked up these two covers,
0: but I've been waiting a while. They got delayed two comic book covers here from the uh eighty nine uh retell, the story, this miniseries was one of six issues. This is number five that came out. The beautiful Catwoman coming through the window, kind of like that homage to the movie. And uh, on the right is the same book, different variant by Adam Hughes. The cover art. So glad, glad to finally pick these up.
5: So, does this series Those pick up nice. after the the uh, Batman Returns? Is it kind of just a continuation of that story?
0: No, this is from '89. It's I don't want to necessarily say it's a retell, but like it's we never got to see. Uh, what's his name?
5: Um, Harvey or Two Face, right?
0: We never got to see Two Face, so in in this story, you actually get to see uh, what's his face, the actual character's name, Harvey Dent, but what's the actor's name? Um Lando, Lando Shoot, it's not Lando Carvajal. It's not. <laughs> uh, whatever. He slipped my mind. You actually get to see him as as Two Face in the in the book. Wow, it slipped my uh, mind too. So, so yeah, these are, I don't know, I'm, it's nostalgic for me because I love the eighty nine series. Billy D Williams. Billy D Williams. That is it. Uh, but yeah, I haven't read these. Are you kidding me? They go nice in the in the sleeve. Would <laughs> this the be board? a, a reissue
2: or remake of the comic, uh, John?
0: What do you mean a reissue remake, or remake of the The 89,
2: comic? because they've already done an 89 Batman comic.
0: Yeah, but it was like a, a 2. full... 2.0 maybe? Mm, a revisit maybe. <laughs> a, a revisit.
1: revisit. That's,
5: That's a new. One. I'm taking that one.
1: Yeah, because the original one was basically just the movie. The movie. Right? Yeah, exactly. it was like the full movie in one So is yeah, this is this... different. Oh, it's totally different
2: i got to say, DC has some of the most banger comic covers, art. Covers, like, yeah. Just, yeah, covers specifically. Just, you know, I, I've only picked up a few, but damn, there's some fucking crispy-ass books out
4: there for DC. Mm-hmm.
0: No love for DC, though. Everyone is Marvel.
4: <sighs> no, yeah, I would, I I would get these. It.
3: These are beautiful. Yeah. 100%.
0: Freaking, the one, uh, the, the cover A on the one on the left sold out in 10 minutes at my shop.
3: Wow. Wow.
5: So I don't know what's going on. The colors, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Speaking of reissues,
5: yeah, no. So this is not this is a revisit. I would classify it as, but yeah. So I did pick up the Marty McFly. Uh, so so this is a figure that I was kind of you know, I don't have any one offs like this, and so this is this is the first and probably opening the floodgates here. But it's a beautiful figure, honestly. All the accessories, um, the head sculpt is not their best ever. It's, it's a bit soft, and I know some folks are saying the original might be better than this one, um, but yeah, really really happy with it. Um, really beautiful and definitely the start of a whole Back to the Future collection with Doc and with the DeLorean. So I want some part two figures as well. I know, John, sorry to, to bring up uh, revisits, but you know, That's those, okay. yeah, <laughs> those ones are, are just so beautiful. I hope that they, you know, reissue those in the near future. Oh, wow.
3: I like bad guys. I'm hoping for a Biff still, honestly.
5: Oh, yeah. with the, which, which one would you want? Would you want a classic Biff or like from Back to the Future part two?
3: No, he looks weird in Back to the Future too. He's got too much facial prosthetic thing going on. It just doesn't—it doesn't look right. It's like the uncanny valley. i, I like that—that uh, that original version. You know, he's big, he's beefy, he's a little scary, hundred percent.
5: Heck yeah, I, I get fly. that one for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I got uh, some pretty cool uh, covers just at the market the other day. I uh, Shauna convinced me to go for an afternoon. Uh, you know, do some walking around and stuff, and one of the best parts about the market is you never know kind of what you're going to find, right? And so, uh, I've been looking for different Wolverine covers just for a little bit of art, uh, with a future Wolverine figure that I end up uh, picking up, so again, you guys can see the picture on the screen, but just to prove that it is in hand, it's very nice, very nice. Uh, And then the one with the uh, Wolverine fighting, I mean, Ghost Rider, I thought that was a it was a cool grab. It just got my attention, and I'm like, I need to see what uh, who would win between Wolverine and, and Ghost Rider. So, I haven't read it yet. I will update you guys uh, when I get the chance. But looked pretty cool. Got to be careful Since... of the spine, though. I don't want uh, I don't want you know I don't I don't need Danny uh, coming after me. So,
2: fucking <laughs> <laughs> Danny shot me in the back yesterday and blame me <laughs> somehow. Um, I noticed you call it a market. We call it a flea market here. Is that is it classier than what we have in in Texas? There's right. no, no flea it's a, there. It's a hundred. It's a it's it's 100% Texas versus.
0: Come on, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's much classier than Texas.
2: Wow, yeah. I gotta see some of this uh, market footage. Bring it down to uh, the Canadian market. Yeah, there you go. Congrats on the pickup. I had uh, last week mentioned the Bag and uh, Lego mock set. So uh, this is where I was at last night. I actually finished a little bit more today. I'm hoping to finish it tomorrow at the latest. I gotta go pick up some parts. I um, used the uh, parts list on one website, but I guess it wasn't the full parts list and it was missing some of like the smaller pieces, so uh, I gotta replace an order for like a few pieces that I uh, missed out. It's like kind of not critical stuff, like I'm short one turkey and a few carrots, like just kind of random food stuff. Uh, but, uh, it's a huge set. It's probably, uh, maybe five times, uh, larger than the footprint of the original set. Uh, and I was able to incorporate a few pieces of my original set into this one to kind of, uh, keep it, keep the legacy going. Uh, it's definitely a cool build and, uh, it's, it's really fun because once you get past like the first, maybe like 50 or 60 steps, which is like building, The foundation like kind of the boring stuff you kind of get into building the rooms and building uh you know little little mini builds and uh it really goes by pretty quickly so definitely uh really happy with how it's going and i'm hopefully gonna shoot a video of it for the channel it just depends um but yeah i didn't really get too many things new this week uh, so i just wanted to give you guys an update on this one
3: do you remember but, uh, how many pieces you said it was, Zach? I forget how many we said. Uh,
2: this one, I think it's 2,833, something wow, like that. that's no joke. Yeah, it's not, I mean, that's not like a crazy amount of pieces, because a lot of them are, um, you know, like, there's probably like 200 pieces just of like, you know, food and flowers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe 300 flower pieces. So it's kind of an inflated part count, because um, each flower is four pieces. Uh, but I mean, really there's a lot of big pieces like the grass, like they're big, you know, two by four by two pieces and lots of blocks on the bottom. Uh, but it is kind of weird. Cause like when Lego, uh, gives you instructions, they will, they will actually go through and like really make sure it's easy to understand. But for example, like when you're building some of the rooms, all the steps are happening on the inside of the build, but the camera angle for the instructions are from the outside of the room. So you kind of have to like figure it out with other parts of the instructions, which was super annoying. Um, But this guy makes a ton of sets and he's pretty highly recommended. So, and it's just something that I've noticed, like even with uh, some of the other mocks I've done, they all have that same problem. I think it's just the program that generates the instructions. It just does it like the the way that uses the least amount of renders of each step. Uh, And so that's why it kind of has a lot of stuff from the outside, but uh, everything's going together great. I actually bought uh, two different kind of LEDs to try to uh, light it from the um, from the inside. One, I don't think it's going to work. It was like those little uh, string LED lights where there's like... It's like a copper wire with a bunch of little strips, uh, LEDs in there. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, but I bought a warm white set that's similar to the one I use on my cabinets. And I think it should work. Um, I just got to figure that out. And worst case, like there's more expensive options like Light My Brick where you actually get like a Lego brick with a wire attached into it that actually lights up and you can plug it into the wall. Uh, oh, but those awesome. are those are pretty expensive and I'm hoping I don't have to go that route, but uh, yeah, this is a super fun build and uh, I'm super stoked to get it finished. I think all I have to do right now is finish the roof portion with the tree uh, and my parts on the table are like pretty limited. So I think it's gonna go by pretty quickly, so. Just quick a quick question, too.
3: Book. You were saying, just for other LEGO collectors out there thinking about doing these, uh, yeah. I know you said the last time you did one like this, you did it by color, but then this time you were thinking oh, about yes. doing it more by size of piece. Is, is that what you still ended up doing? Or
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, the first time I did a build like this, it was about 3,000 pieces. It was the Milano. And I, I don't necessarily regret doing this, because it saved me a tiny bit of time. But what I did was never, I got a package. Usually they come with a printout of what you ordered. Uh, so I would go with a pin and say, okay, I ordered five of this piece, find the piece, check it off, you know, 10 of this piece count, you know, and that took like three or four hours to go through all the pieces. Like as I got each order in total. But I knew once I sat down and started building that, like, no matter what, as long as nothing's removed from this table, I have everything I need right here. And with this set, um, I didn't do that because I was like, you know, if I could save four or five hours, like off the rip, I'm a little bit further ahead. And what I ended up doing was, you know, for example, uh, if you look at these little masonry pieces, the tan ones that make up the, the facade at the front, there's probably about 50 of those, but when you buy them, they come in a bag of 50, like from the seller, they'll, they'll put them on one bag. So I just kept those in their bag and then like other bricks, like the little uh, angle pieces for the, for the arches. Uh, I had like 30 of those and those were all in a bag. So I just kind of put all the bags with their color together. So whenever I needed like a block, which is like, you know, like a, we think of a Lego, it's like a block, I would just go to my box of blocks and they would all be there. And that made like, even though the table looked really disorganized because all colors and everything is together. Like, I was just flying through the build. 100%. Um, That's awesome. Whereas when you sort by color, yes, you know exactly what part of the table that's on. But in that one color, you might have blocks and plates and tiles and studs. And uh, it's very difficult to go through. But, like, once I kind of memorized the layout of my table, like, it, you know, I was just just flying through it. So, I definitely recommend keeping... Uh, All the similar pieces together and not sorting my color it was it saved me a ton of time like I was just Much faster doing it that way. So that's a great question. So yeah, if you're doing this definitely um, Definitely don't uh, do what I did and I would say though I would double check the parts list with the uh, The master list and if there's anything obvious obvious missing Uh, Because I had to make one trip to bricks and minifigs this week to get like one stupid part that I didn't have uh, I had a bunch of fake Lego in that part, but I was like, I can't put fake Lego in my like masterpiece of a set. Uh, and then there's another, there's a bunch of bottles and stuff that I was missing from the master instruction set. So uh, I'll be I'll be placing an order either through Bricks and Minifigs or uh, Bricklink for the few pieces that I need. So, uh, but yeah, hopefully I'll do a video on the channel once I have everything the way I want it. Uh, but it's probably the greatest thing i've ever built
3: with lego is so fucking awesome we should 100 percent send out a lego turkey to everybody on uh on thanksgiving hey that's a good <laughs> idea yeah canadian, i'm so excited canadian
0: thanksgiving though
3: <laughs>
2: there you go <laughs> that's right uh, i'm excited because there's like with my other bag that i never got to do it but like changing the some of the leaves out to white for like christmas or like adding pumpkins in the front for halloween like i'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what i can do so uh, i'm definitely stoked and um I think that's enough about that. Uh, Hot Toys this past week dropped their Moon Knight figure, 285, releasing July to December uh, 2023. Um, I think it looks really solid. I know uh, we were concerned about the way the arms were going to work, but I don't think our concerns held water because it does look like it is actually. A one-piece suit It's just that chest piece kind of makes it look like it is a you know, like a Hasbro-type action figure. Um, a lot of people were kind of concerned when the secret base photos came out that the boots are a much different color. Uh, they're like a, like a tan color, whereas the rest of the suit is like a very light gray or a weathered white. I don't know that we've seen enough of this costume in the show yet to really know if that's accurate, but, I mean, Hot Toys has some pretty... Intense references, I would imagine, to the actual costumes, so if they're going at such a bold color for the boots I'm almost certain that's actually just what it is um, But yeah, this looks really cool It does come with a really sweet base where like there's a crescent moon that kind of you can display behind Moon Knight uh, I think the cape looks really good and uh, 285 a bit pricey with no portrait, but you know, I think Dean mentioned it last week It's like we don't know if he's ever going to be like in this costume with the oscar isaac face so it's like we don't know if it needs a portrait or if it might get one later uh but yeah this this looks pretty good i think 285 is maybe just a touch expensive but um i think it's still too early for me personally not as a huge moon knight fan to be like i want to get it right now i think i really have to see how the rest of the episodes turn
1: out <clears throat> Zach, you already bought a fucking graded moon comic don't you dare anyway
2: yeah, that's... Excuse me, that's $40, not $285 plus tax and shipping. I'm just
4: saying.
0: Is it
2: 9.8? How dare you read one punchline book and <laughs> spent like a grand, so don't be coming to me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also not,
1: you know, lying to myself. Um, Yeah, this is... It's cool. It's a great figure. I'm really happy to see that it's not... The arms are indeed not just like attached. That chest plate kind of made the initial photos look funny, um, but now that we get actual shots, it makes more sense. Um, I think 285 is real high. I think you're paying for that fucking crescent moon that no one's gonna fucking use. I think that's a stupid thing to add to the collection. Why would they do Although, that? Like give me a head
5: sculpt instead. You know, I don't want the moon. But you know what? For
1: like people who like to do prop uh things that could be cool to put in in A figure you know, in photography your, yeah your prop replica display that's that kind of moon-sized crescent that he throws um so i mean that's like the only redeeming factor for that thing right but who knows how it even attaches to the base the back could be completely ugly um it doesn't look like it, it looks like it'd be pretty cool but yeah for me that's just <sighs> That's not enough figure for that price. I think you're just paying for the big fucking base and the moon. Um, his accessories are little tiny crescent moons and some hands. Like two eighty five, then shipping and tax. You're looking at what three twenty, three thirty. No, probably not. not for me. Uh, I don't. I, I'm kind of with Zach. I don't like the character enough to to even justify that. I think even if I really like the show, I probably won't get up. Um, It looks cool. Not for me.
0: I don't know. This is um, classic Loki was what? 275. we got two portraits, all those accessories. The price point's not there that we can establish Uh, in regards to the crescent moon. I think that's the, I think that's the selling feature of this figure, to be honest. I think what a lot of collectors, we first got the teasers, we were like, "Oh, is this real?" Da 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 da, and then when they saw the Crescent Moon Base, everyone's like, "Oh wow, that's a cool addition." Um. So yeah, that's cool. The price point's not there for sure. In regards to another portrait, we—I don't think we see him. I don't know if we're going to see him, the portrait, uh, the uh, non-mass portrait in the f- show, on this body. So I think the only way they could have done it is almost like a hush style where it's like, yeah, where he's transforming. That's the only way they could have done it. Uh, they played the safe route. What are you gonna do? But um this is not for me. i I, I can't fathom paying two eighty five for what you're getting uh, in the box with this one. And also the shoulders here. I don't like the way it looks jointed from some angles. The way you look at it, it looks like the shoulder. yeah. There was one photo where it looks like a, a figure, uh, like, what you know, those figures, smaller figures, you got smaller scale figures where it looks like a jointed ball there. Um, yeah, I'm not. It's a, it's a release. It's a representation, but I'm not a fan of it at all.
5: Yeah, to me, this is a fucking snoozer of a release, to be honest with you. And maybe because the, the outfit is all white, but nothing about this gets me excited. And so I I think that's why I was like pushing so hard to like, we we had to have a head sculpt, even if it's the way that John described where it's like transforming, just to have like a little bit of you know color difference here because obviously he's got little details, um, but this is one that you definitely would have to see in hand uh, to know like how it came out because I'm just not convinced and I'm enjoying the show. This one, uh, you know, I haven't rolled out adding, but it just, yeah, it just like puts me to sleep looking at it, it's just not exciting at all. And the moon accessory, like, Again, why? Like, give me, give me something that I can use. Give, give me like actual accessories that can go with the figure. It's just an odd choice and just too much for for the cost. But Ben, I know you, you might have some different thoughts on this one.
3: Yeah, so that's actually a hotter take uh, from you than I expected. Uh, Not gonna lie. But uh, I, so I've really enjoyed the show so far. I think I'll probably wait until once the show is done to actually buy the figure just to see how it connects with me. Um, I think. Like you hit the nail on the head with all the white, the white cowl, the white dress, you know, the garbs. There's so much white in the figure. When I saw some of the secret base photos that were posted, uh, and we got to see that he has lit eyes uh, as opposed to you know even just painted white eyes, I felt a little disappointed by that. I don't tend to put batteries in my figures, and so I'm a little bit worried that once he's on my shelf, he's just gonna kind of look dead uh, and not very lifelike. So. I was a little bummed by that, you know, Deadpool did, uh, did that really, really well with the white-painted eyes, and he looks alive on the shelf, uh, and so I think this guy could have done so. I think the other part of it is, I mean, it's obviously it's a hope and a dream, it's not going to happen at this point, but if they'd been able to give us this figure at a slightly lower price point without the moon, and then maybe given an extra weapon accessory, or the moon base or whatever as a, as a deluxe offering for this figure for the folks who do want more of a dynamic, you know, diorama display. I think that would have been really cool, but to kind of force it on us, I agree. It's probably just going to sit in my maintenance room once I pick up this figure. So I, I love it, but I, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on it yet. Uh, Are we allowed to talk spoilers at all, Zach on, on moon? Uh,
2: maybe hold off just for a bit. Okay. I, I don't think the moon really adds that much to the price. Like this would have been, you know, two seventy, 270, two seventy five. You know, if it didn't come with the moon, so. It, but it feels like they're like, ah, oh,
5: shit. We got to put something in here. Like, just yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I would but like to raise a phone
0: and a pair of keys, to be honest.
2: Yeah, but I mean, then you're adding accessories that the character in this outfit may not ever interact with. I mean, you're not wrong, hundred percent. But um I think, uh, 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 get the fuck out! I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think uh, what is that? Ten hands? Like that's. I mean i don't usually count the hands but it seems like quite a bit uh and you get some really nice gesturing hands uh to hold the little I like uh, what, crescents
0: i like what eddie's saying the moon should have lit up that would have been cool
2: yeah 100 percent agree yeah. mm-hmm. uh but i i just don't think like you know when they add a backdrop that's cardboard like this looks a little bit more premium and i just i really don't feel like this contributes you know at all to the overall price point like i think it was going to be that price regardless um, I still think it's too early for us to know um, if, you know, if there's any more accessories he could come with. I don't know if it's too early that, you know, maybe yeah. by the end of the sixth episode, Hot Toys is going to be like, oh, by the way, you know, he interacted with this thing. Here's an extra thing. Price point stays the same. Uh, just from what we've seen thus far, I think it would have been cool uh, to include just from, what is it, two episodes in so far, uh, one of the. Um, in the first episode he interacted with some things could have maybe made like a diorama base with some, some rubble there or, uh, one of the, uh, yeah. One of the, the scarab, that's a good idea. Mm. Give me a broken Um,
5: sink at the least.
2: Yeah. A a minimum, right. Or the, uh, the jackal that he, uh, was with, but I mean, I, I don't know that they would go the full Monty and do all that, but it's also like, we haven't seen him with a big ass crescent behind him either. So it's like. You know this is clearly just a, a, a thing,
1: yeah. I feel like I feel like this is gonna get the Mando treatment where this is gonna release, and then they're gonna be like, Oh, here's the 2.0 with all the shit that he should have came with, 100%. and it's gonna fuck over all the collectors who you know jumped on
5: this. Yeah, that's a good point. Dean. But, um, that it's might not stable. happen,
1: but it's a pretty you know, Star Wars is a huge franchise, and marvel's right up there so mm-hmm. i could see that happening but maybe we go with the rest of the show and he really just doesn't interact with a whole lot of shit and he really only uses the crescent moons like who knows like it just remains to be seen at this point
2: to that point also like this isn't the only look we've seen for moon knight right. in costume so it's like you know this might not even be i imagine it is but I mean there's a chance that this isn't the main uh I guess suit, I don't know what you really call it, but the main look for Moon Knight in the series because right. we've seen one other one and it has probably a little bit more screen time, so um uh, it's way too early to tell. I think there's only like six episodes in this in the season, so I mean we're about halfway halfway done. Um but uh Yeah, it could I'll be, be like Scar
1: man though. Like he he has one with the regular Mando's in and the then first upgrades yeah. His, yeah. yeah. It's like this could be the introductory suit and then the maybe it's like all gold or
0: yeah, maybe exactly. There's more
1: black to it or something. Like who knows. I think
0: the major problem is going to be the price point. If we start if we start paying these prices for what they're giving us, we're not getting portrait, we're not getting enough accessories. If we're starting to pay 285 for this, we're setting a new base level for them. Right, I mean, I think they'll justify it. They'll say, "Well, if these guys are paying this amount, we put the Moon Knight at two eighty-five to get to that new level. If these guys are paying it, then they're going to pay this for this." You're right. They're
5: testing us with this and with the uh, with the Eternals release recently. Right? Those are both. Yeah, that's what Zach and
1: I said a long time ago with the Iron Man's. When they were getting really high, it's like stop buying these fucking things because you're just proving that you'll buy anything.
2: I mean, yeah. if you're Hot toys though, and you saw people falling over themselves to spend thousand dollars on two figures, which obviously are at a different quality level. but you know even the base was 350, like you got to be looking at that thinking like man 285, like we could be charging quite a bit more uh, yeah. if it's a decent figure. Uh, Soul Nightmare says Is it possible this was dropped too early and that they'll put a they'll pull a ray and add more accessories or a surprise sculpt later like Mysterio. that could be a thing. Be I nice. remember with the stereo that was never the black box. Uh, with the blurred out photo, they kind of just added that right at the
5: end. So so I think with Mysterio, though, initially they had like a blurred image and then they took it down and there was nothing, right? So I think that was the order of things. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I recall. I thought, you
3: were, I thought that was right too, Marco. And I mean, they did that with Venom though, right? Where they, they came out with a Venom 2.0 release, yeah. which is basically the same figure with a different tentacle and no. an Eddie Brock head sculpt. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: they goaded you into buying carnage. And it worked and then they came out with a that that was, that was like, oh, you so dirty you that want was so the eddie brock you got it by carnage that <laughs> oh, was jerky. like, like level
2: carnage. that was like the third worst freak out of john from last year yeah but uh, um, people still support
0: it <laughs> uh, whatever
2: hot toys uh you know it's kind of interesting ever since ever since queen's really been hitting the the uh the facebook i feel like hot toys is kind of on their toes and even Asmus because Azmus also posted an update which we'll talk about shortly but Uh, They posted, It's been a while since the last time we shared news on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings collection. And we can't wait to present the updated head sculpt of the Wenwu collectible figure. uh, Taking our crafting skills to the next level, the enhanced head sculpt displaying impressive accuracy and fine features beautifully illustrates a high standard of workmanship. Have a quick look at it. I thought the first Wenwu portrait was incredible. So the (laughs) fact that out of nowhere, they're like, here's a better one. I mean, competition, man. You'll love to see it.
1: Is it even better, though? I feel like it's not. Maybe it's just the photos don't show off as well as the initial one. But, yeah, I remember, I think we used the word shrink ray, which we rarely use.
2: Yeah. it was. I mean, that was a damn fine portrait. So Amazing. Uh, the fact that,
5: uh, I don't know, I, I, mean, I kind of like it. I feel like they're, they're really You're fine wrong. now. We what need to see the pattern, really though, wrong. right? It's a small sample size. But, like, if they come out in a few weeks with, like, oh, here's updated Doc Ock.
4: Now exactly. we're talking
5: All right, that's one that we complained about, and now you're giving us something. this do you think maybe it's because of the the region right like this is a really famous actor in the region, so they want to promote it more often or could be. could
0: be yeah, that makes sense. It could be the attraction to the character could be more favorable in that specific region. look, I thought the port first portrait they did was fine i Yeah, it's good. They're taking initiative and kind of tweaking things, but I think they need to listen a little bit more to some other advices that we're giving them and tackle that before. Look, it's not a bad thing that they're doing it, but was it necessary?
3: I think I saw a shared side-by-side photo. I think it was Bob Dylan that actually put it out. And uh, the, the first picture when compared to this one, the figure looks almost like a younger version of this character. And part of me wonders if Hot Toys, you know, when they originally sculpted the figure or got the prototype ready, they went off of kind of the scene where he is a younger man in the garden with his wife, and he looks a little more youthful in that in that footage, and then, you know, you Get this option, which is really more what the character looks like in the rest of the movie. And I think, I mean, we've all seen it with so many figures, you know, Dooku and some of these aged figures where age lines look good on Hot Toys figures. I mean, the more they age them, the more they give them some lines and some character, the, the, the more they come to life. And honestly, since they saw, you know, they took away some of the soft features from that youthfulness of that first sculpt, I think it looks amazing. So, Comparatively, I, I, I think they did a great job. I think it was uh, it was something that I think probably, uh, you know, overseas was was asking for, so.
5: And I will say, I'm, I'm with Zach though, I have seen that pattern where it's like, okay, Hot Toys seems to be communicating more. And so if they keep it up and they're, and they're pushed to do so, um, especially on things that people have complained about, right? I, I don't know that I've seen uh, that necessarily, right? Again, it's been a short amount of time, but if we see them being more responsive, um, then that's a really positive sign, and I'd love to see more of it.
2: Yeah, to that point, it's like I mean, they message, they put out two things like last year, maybe three. I think we've gotten like that many this month. So I mean, wow. incredibly small sample size, but fuck, man, like this is this is more communication than I think we've ever gotten. Uh, this is the um, the look there, uh, and I mean, I think I think it looks fucking awesome. I I haven't seen the movie. I don't. Particularly care to see it, but um Bro, you gotta watch Chung Looks bro. pretty fucking good. I got too that much movie Merlin is... to watch, bro. Oh, Banger, bro. I, I was so
1: surprised by that movie, I was like, damn, this movie's dope. Got too much Merlin
2: to watch. Uh this is the How are you? I'm done with Merlin. <laughs> it's kind of a meme at this point. Uh Toys Era the Patriot, uh Q three two thousand twenty two. This comes in at one ninety. Um I this looks so bad. Like to me this is so beneath Toys Era's level of workmanship. Like I, I honestly have nothing good to say about this. The trousers just look absolutely awful. Um the portrait looks like a just not the same person. Uh the boot sleeves just don't even really look like they fit the boot. Um I feel like Toys Era just makes way better shit than this. This feels like Toys Era from like 2018, not 2022 Toys Era. Uh, this is terrible. And, you know, 190, obviously not the most expensive figure ever made, but I mean, come on, look at that portrait. That's Lando Norris. If you watch <laughs> Formula One, that's Lando Norris.
1: Dude, <laughs> does anybody even give a shit about this guy? Like, I don't think so. He's that such look a like, garbage character.
0: does that look like Leti, and that's Just a tad.
1: Wait, say it again.
0: Doesn't that look like Letty just a tad?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. No. That's it. Letty is handsome. How dare you? This guy's well,
5: it's not a bad shit. portrait. Um, but Dean, on, on the point of it, if anyone Sally cares about him, no. But he could be important moving forward, right? Like he he might get his own shine in the future. But I don't give a shit right now.
1: Yeah, even even from someone coming like I really don't like Steve Rogers, Captain America, in the MCU. Um, Ever since of course Civil you War, of I've, course you I fucking hated him. Um, my favorite part of Affinity War is when Thanos just fucking smacks the shit out of Steve. <laughs> he goes down like a sack of potatoes.
5: Did that you cheer in the part. theater when that happened or what? Yes, dude. I was like, <laughs> fuck
1: yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it does kind of look like that guy. Um, what? But... Yeah, it's not like I'm like, oh, this guy's trying to take Steve spot. I hate him. It's like, no, I, I don't like this guy. Anyway, he's not he's not an interesting character. Uh, they kind of try and make you sympathize with him, but that's not what we're talking about. Anyway, This, the suit doesn't look bad. The proportions look real funny. Zach, you had a picture of him when he's, like, throwing the shield or something? Like, look at his forearm, bro. Like, that looks way too long like maybe the gloves are too long so it makes his arm look real goofy um yeah i think like the suit is kind of the only thing i'm liking here but yeah it's like all together not solid i guess it's just not good
0: the mask the portrait's not bad the helmeted portrait's not bad i'll give him that the rest no thank you absolutely not what's the price point on this thing again this is uh
4: 190. 190
0: yeah you're getting a shield you're getting two portraits it's not the worst but no it's I wouldn't be able to go for this at all I'm, I'm kind of with Dean I'm not a big Captain America fan see
3: it's I like think in... I'm actually oh go ahead man you're good I was gonna say I think I'm actually in the minority on this one where I actually think I like the head sculpt uh, the best of the whole figure. And I think it's only because Wyatt Russell, the actor who plays this this character, uh, Kurt Russell's son, you know, he's a weird looking dude. Like, he's got a really kind of funky face. And so does that portrait. <laughs> and so, I kind of I kinda, I, th- I think it kind of looks like him. If you told me that was a Marvel Legends character, I would think that that was one of the best portraits they've ever done in terms of likeness. It's just sad that it's a one six scale because it's it's a little more blown up. And I think in comparison to the other quality that we all have on our shelves behind us, uh, you'd you'd notice the difference. But I but I think it does look like Wyatt Russell. I I will give it that. So little bit little bit of a weird face. Yeah, I don't to have
5: much. It's... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Zach. Oh, to me it's just
2: like a worse version of a terrible character. Like I, I just have zero desire yeah. to have going well, on our
5: thanks for uh, doing I'm sorry about that. No, that all good. I have nothing really positive to say about this. Yeah. Everything about this just, just doesn't look great. If the price is, if it was like 120 bucks, like, oh, okay, if you wanted to complete your winter soldier lineup, but yeah, for one ninety, it's just not even coming close to the quality you'd want for that price. So yeah, this is an easy pass. Yeah. Um
2: let's move on to something kind of interesting. I don't particularly love it. So uh Queen Studios uh I think it was on Saturday morning posted this photo here on the left and uh they said that um you know they were excited to share their uh new prototype of the uh upcoming Gandalf figure. Uh now first and foremost immediately I recognize this photo. Like I was half awake with like a billion Facebook messages, um, that this was not a figure. And I was like, you know, maybe it's just that good. Right. So I, I I looked up the Hobbit promo photo and I, I was like, okay, like that's pretty close. And I went on over and, uh, layered them on top of each other. And it's exact. Like my layering job was pretty poor, but it's, like, I don't think there's any way that this was the figure. Now, what they posted on Facebook was, we're proud to share with you an early look at our much-anticipated one six-scale Gandalf, uh, the gray collectible six-scale figure from NR. Now, um, apparently a lot of people thought this wasn't a big deal. And there was about maybe 20% that was really annoyed by it. A lot of people commenting about it. you know. But a lot of people are saying, well, we're going to see the figure in a few days anyways. But to me, it's like, why are you hiding a photo of a well known photo of Ian McKellen. Like why why even Photoshop it if you're just gonna show something that's not your figure, right? Um and Badfish says more Queen Studio smoke and mirrors, and I was kinda disappointed by it. A lot of people uh, said it wasn't a big deal, but at any rate, um this was the Hobbit look. So the staff is different, the outfit's a bit different. Um uh, however, when they showed uh, during their YouTube uh, presentation, uh, this was what they showed us, which looks fantastic. Now, I have no doubt that this figure is going to be amazing. I think I was just at that point pr- pretty annoyed that they had the audacity to uh, Photoshop a well-known promotional photo and kind of claim that it was their figure. Uh, but looking at this, uh, this staff is the um, should be the opening staff of the, f- of the first film which technically is the second staff of the Hobbit trilogies. So I don't know if they're just, you know, they just used a promotional photo from the Hobbit and this has nothing to do with what they're releasing. Uh, but the portrait looks really, really solid. Um, I did uh, message uh, our friend John that works at Queen Studios and told them the sword was on the wrong side of the body. I'm 99% sure they just have to, you know, rotate the belt In John's words, 360 degrees uh, to get it to the other side of the body. But I didn't want
5: it. question here, though. These are all just steals from the movie, right? They're they're not actually teasing the figures. I'm still a bit confused on this.
2: Now, this I'm confused about because I understood this to be the figure. Unless I'm.
5: No, I, I, no, no, no. I, I think that there, there's some confusion, but I think that everyone was saying deals. this was the figure. Yeah, this no, isn't, and I heard this isn't the figure. I heard other
0: people saying that too. This
5: isn't the no. figure. And so, to oh. your point on why on why they were teasing using a photo, I don't think they're ready to share anything. Yeah. If it if it's actually the fact that they don't have don't know, any man. of the figures to show. Well, let's let's show the other ones when you after you finish your point. But I'm still confused.
2: Well, the reason why okay, this looks like Ian McKellen. obviously that's what you want it to look like it's gandalf but the other ones look a little bit off and that's why i think they're figures now um let me get this comment here Badfish says it could be a mirror image but it's not because in in lord of the rings the satchel is always on his right side so if it's a mirror image the satchel would be on the left um so i don't think this is a mirror image gandalf always kind of rests his hand on his sword with his left hand
5: and then right hand on the staff so uh, it's what, definitely a weird image. Speculation but- here, Zach. Sorry. What if it's like the body is a figure and the face is a Photoshop of, of the head? Is that a possibility as well? I don't from know. What I remember, from so,
0: what I remember, at- these aren't figures. This uh, not, They didn't show any figures whatsoever yeah, That, the, besides wow, the Joker.
1: Uh, Could go back let me, to the Gandalf real quick? Let
2: me play this clip for myself. Do your homework! I literally no, thought these are figures because this doesn't ev- look... Precise, like this looks a little off. This Vigo looks really good, but this wraith definitely looks like a figure because the outfits mm-hmm. that they use are much darker than this. So I, I'm actually really confused now that you're saying that. Looking at the hand, that looks like that's a very exactly what I was gonna organic, say. That looks like
1: someone actually holding. Like, I don't know, staff, not a toy. Because if it was a toy, it would almost look like his sword holding hands, where it's totally yeah. Just- there's no, like, subtlety of the finger grip. Like, I think these are all, like, especially the ring wraith, I think that's, like, what they put in those, like, the Art of War of the Rings books where it's, like, look yeah. at the outfit and how many mm-hmm. layers it has. Um,
2: I don't now, when think I any did, of these are figures, but I know I, there
1: are people that are confused, so don't feel too bad about
2: Okay, so when I did message John and told him, he didn't say, like, oh, these are just, pr-, like, he just said, okay, I'll forward that to the team. I don't know if he was just saying that to, like, you know,
1: like, yeah, yeah what's he gonna tell you like oh no these are
2: fuck it's dude, an auto now, response now I don't <laughs> now I'm really confused to be honest because this whole weekend I was like what are you confused dude, about start so... okay, the, the, what I'm confused about is when they showed this teaser of, of this promo photo they said we're excited to share with you the upcoming prototype Okay, they hinted that the, it's implied to me the way I read it and the way a lot of people read it what they were blacking out was the prototype right Comes out that it's not. It's very clearly the the Hobbit promotional photo, right? Okay. Two days later, we get the YouTube stream, which to me was, if okay, if what we're teasing with you now isn't the the prototype, what you're gonna see the next time we talk to you is the prototype. That's why I thought we we're looking at prototypes.
0: There's a reason why they blacked out the photo and didn't put the actual photo, right? They're giving you a tease. I don't that- know
2: why because they. If they're using, if they're doing a Gandalf the Grey from the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I don't understand why they're blacking out a photo. Maybe they're doing both.
1: Maybe the Gandalf is going to be, they don't have have all his stabs because his look doesn't really change from Hobbit to Lord of the Rings.
2: It does. Pretty. There's blue lining on the uh, robe at the base and at the uh, wrists. Uh, the scarf you get to switch it out that's not a big deal but i mean does it differ enough probably not but it's like vader right like they're gonna give you a vader for every movie even if it's just buttons being different colors right? right this was the overlay here this is i think i was really upset about this yeah
0: i think you dissected this way too much
2: how? They fucking... I thought that was... John, if Hot Toys did this, you know that you would be... Bro, Hot Toys stuff. does
0: shit with Photoshop all the time, man. Uh, with putting up prototypes, and then what we get in hand is different, and this and that. Yeah,
4: you can... Yeah, you that's can not see, like,
2: Photoshopping a photo. That's but this just, is just like having yourself, a manufacturing from proto to final being different. This is I, like them Photoshopping a figure. I get what and, you're
0: saying. It's It's very... It's, it's very sneaky, it's from, yes. it's sneaky, yes. that's the word for it. It's very sneaky, because it does, the first thing you think of is shit, that's the figure. But, I don't know, I, I just, you gotta wait and see. All I know is, Queen Sue's better get their freaking shit together, that's all. Maybe John, I get exactly, for there.
5: Yeah, it's just leading more into their muddled messaging though, because it's just yeah. not clear. <laughs> None of it's clear, And I, and I watched that stream, and they talked over those images, like, hey, these are figures... They didn't really do anything to clear up whether it was or not. Maybe it was obvious to most people, but it's just a very confusing messaging and not the first time from them. Well, but remember, we're, say, we're not
0: the audience, right? We're not the target audience either.
5: Oh, I so, am, dude. I got fucking money to spend on a nice
2: Gandalf, but, dude, fuck. Now I'm, I'm even more confused. Like, I watched that, that segment twice.
3: Well, and we even say always, right, like, we wish Hot Toys communicated a little bit more. But maybe this is part of the reason that they don't, right? Especially in some of these growing pains when they're trying to, you know, gain some hype and stuff like that for a figure. They want to show a little bit. They want to get people excited about it. But 1/6 scale collectors especially, we're we a pretty picky bunch. And, like, we know what we're looking for. We know what we want out of our favorite characters, right? I think part of the issue is, is that there's been already a little bit of an erosion of trust. You know, at first they told us... You know, you can definitely trust us. We're awesome. Like, we're going to give you guys what you want. Um, and then there was that three-day window fiasco a little bit with the Joker. And and then they kind of show us these images. But then there's no real clear direction on, on what we're actually looking at. So I think it's just that little bit of an erosion of trust that's the thorn in my side. I don't think that they're doing anything wrong. And I do think that they're going to end up coming out with some pretty amazing quality Lord of the Rings figures. Uh, but it's a wait and see still for me. That's this kind of line
0: of- this okay. line will blow anything Lord of the Rings out of the oh, water from any, stand, right. from any stack uh, from totally. any, not from any scale, six scale figure
5: company completely. I think any
1: figure it. company, bro. Yeah. I, I have think no f- doubt that it'll be ba- a bangers, but right now it's just kind
5: of like show it, show it when you're ready to show it. Right. Unless there's right? like some deadline pushing you to, to show this shit. The thing that kind of throws
2: me off is like, if you look here, they're all on bases. That's another reason why I thought these yeah, were figures. I agree. Yeah. Like it says Nazgul on the base right there. Like to me, like you could even see a nameplate here, and then you have the the uh, Elven style base. Like this screams like, "Hey, these are figures to me." I mean, I I could be wrong, but like, have the fact that they have the Lord of the Rings One Six scale collectible figures on the banner. You know, this has a nameplate. This has a nameplate. Like, I,
1: I, if, if these if, are figures, I, I'm blown away. But they look like those like. What are they called? Fat heads that you like stick on your wall? Yeah, 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 that's what it looks like to me. And then they just threw in some bases with Photoshop. And, yeah, because like not. the lighting is different on every single one of those figures. It's like you're kind of photoshopping them in the, or photo, photoing them in the same spot. Why would the lighting look really weird on on uh, Aragorn? Look okay on. Legolas, the Gandalf looks like only his face is lit up. The Nazgul looks like garbage.
5: John, is this like, a common practice at all with statues? Because I know later on in the stream, it talked about a, a Batman collectible line, and it wasn't really clear like what scale it was, but some of the images were like that, where it's like, this seems like a Photoshop of Ben Affleck, but it's got a base on it. So is, it, is this something that you've seen before, or is this kind of unique to, to what no, they're doing this right is,
0: now? I, I, from my experience, it's more... To be honest, I haven't really seen, um, I haven't really seen it where they take, I've seen companies Photoshop, but Photoshop around the actual release figure, not completely take a movie still and Photoshop <laughs> the movie still onto a base like some cardboard ha- cut out. Yeah. Like I haven't seen that before, but look, I think that they are, I don't know guys. I think they're testing the market. They want to see reaction before they put product forward. Uh, look what they, well, it's a statue. I'm not going to talk too much about statues, but just to bring up, they put a Scarlet Witch, quarter-scale Scarlet Witch up, and the community tackled it and said, well, it needs this, this, and this. They pulled the RSVP off the site to make the adjustments. So I feel like they are really, they're putting stuff up to hear feedback and so forth, and and that's it. Do I agree with what they did? No. That, show, I... that showcase they did was atrocious that was like sideshow collectibles level in my opinion i'll probably get a lot of a lot of flack for that (laughs) but i wasn't impressed whatsoever i wasn't impressed whatsoever
2: i um i i guess for me you know i i do think they're gonna be amazing figures but i just think that if any other company did this if asmus did this i mean we would be i mean it would be top news right I just think that it's worth saying uh, like we have our ears to the ground pretty well and even within this panel we're pretty confused about what these actually are um, I did actually just message John to see if he can clear it up over on the air but um,
0: what do you need cleared up though this is not the. Figure. I just
2: want like a yes or no like is this a figure or is it I so this, jo- fir- this John will tell you 100% yeah.
0: it's not the figure
2: you it's can tell by the image
0: then. you can tell
2: yeah Uh, To me, that's really upsetting.
0: It's Um, the same concept of almost looking at a a render,
2: right? But but John, like, for them to go out there and say they're going to be making these figures, I think you're past that point of gauging interest, right? Like, they're not going to show us this and then be like, eh, just kidding. Like, they're already in the pending licensor approval stage, which to me also shows that this is a prototype. Like, you don't show... A still photo of an actor and say pending license or approval right to, I, I don't know maybe that's just a stream yard overlay they had but like to me this would be insane if they showed this in the context of like hey we're making this but hey pending license or approval but also you know sit tight so i i actually somehow more confused.
4: I think we'll see um, the Gandalf next month.
1: Zach, what was the, what's the name of the studio that did all the Lord of the Rings outfits and swords? And...
2: Uh, there's a few. There's United Cutlery. Um. That worked on the movie. Noble Collection. Collection. Oh, Weta. Weta, Weta. You're on mute. I don't know if you had a follow up to that.
1: No, I just said thank you. I'm, I'm trying to oh, find okay. if that photo of the Ringwraith exists somewhere else.
2: Yeah, you just take a screenshot and uh, tiny eye it. Um, if you could do that, that would be great. Now, Asmus, at least we know what we're working with Asmus. They said a good news to our Lord of the Rings collectors, the 1-6-scale Golem, uh, and Smeagol is going well in the production line. There's been an effect, there has been a f- has been effect a little by COVID-19, but it is looking good and is expected to hit the road in June or July. So, you know, at least with Asmus, we kind of know where we stand. Like, we're getting a probably pretty good figure, not super expensive, you know, probably could be better, but I have no doubts that this... That we're not going to get like something totally different than this. So, um, and and even with Asmus, like they're they're probably much better at uh, communicating than Hot Toys, but uh, it's still uh, nice to see. Maybe it's unrelated, but I I appreciate that uh, we're getting that little nugget of communication. Well, they have to now, though. Asmus,
0: are you kidding? I'm oh yeah, of you, course. I'm telling you this right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. If Queen uh, Studios puts out their Lord of the Rings figure. And it's anywhere close to that Heath Ledger Joker. Asmus is... I don't know what, what they're going to have to pull out of those doors to retain that business. This is my opinion. Based on the stuff you guys are showing me. Because you know we always used to make fun here and there. Yeah. What they're going to have to do to pull it out. Communication out. you got to understand Asmus has the license for this in North America.
4: Yeah.
0: Queen doesn't. <laughs> so we're yeah. seeing this stuff. But they should only be st- technically selling on the asian market
4: mm.
2: yeah so for me it's you know even if asmus is really amazing which i don't doubt it will be i
0: don't this think looks really good though
2: yeah i i don't th- or even if queen is really amazing rather i don't think i would need every figure to be made by queen right especially if you're coming in at 350 a pop a yeah. thousand potentially minimum for a two-pack yeah Obviously, the Gandalf, you know, definitely Asmus, maybe a Frodo, Asmus, or a Queen, rather. Uh, But other figures, I don't think, like, I don't think I need a $350 or $1,000 ringwraith. Yeah, I agree. Because I think the $180 one will be just fine. Yeah, I I agree. So, I mean, I think think there's still room for both companies to do really well. And Asmus, uh, um, or Queen, rather, I believe Marco, in one of their interviews... They said they were really doing the most iconic characters from, <clears throat> you know, an overall franchise. So I don't think you're going to get the full fellowship or, you know, kind of like I want to say second tier characters. But you're not going to get like a King Theoden from Asmus or uh, from Queen. I don't think. So I still think that Asimus has some a fool's hope, if you will, from Lord of the Rings. Um, but. I definitely think if you're Asmus and Hot Toys, like you got to be putting your best foot forward oh, yeah. with every single release, oh, yeah. because the clock is ticking, right? Yep.
5: Um, the markets so. change, right? Like I, I didn't anticipate Hot Toys to, you know, have an answer to Queen, but in my eyes, and I'm sure a lot of other collectors are like this. Every time I see something release, like the Moon Knight, I'm like, you know, there's other ways I could spend my money now that are maybe a bit more premium, and you got to wow me. And, and Hot Toys hasn't come out with anything wow since, you know, the market's changed.
1: Yep. Well, um, Going back to the Gandalf and the Nazgul, zero yes. search results on TinyEye. Wow. Did you
2: flip them also? No.
1: No. Yeah. Try to flip them,
2: see if it comes up, but that's not they unheard s- of, but searched. that's also. I have
1: 53.1 billion images it compared it to. Two. Wow.
2: Yeah. I would flip it just in case, but well, you I go mean, and do it
1: then. okay. Well, no, I'm, not I'm running
2: just, a show right now, which God. makes me also think,
5: right? Like maybe, maybe they are really hybrid, where like the bodies are close to what what it's going to represent, and they've just the sculpts aren't ready yet, so they've thrown on some Photoshop. There could be another, but option. that's
2: such a shitty thing to do, like blur. Like <laughs> Hot Toys honest. has done that, where they've shown you know everything but the portrait, and they blur that out, and it's you know obviously pending. Actor approval, licensing approval. Um, I did want to plug. We did a Queen Studios interview. We had John on last Wednesday on After Dark. We kept it public, uh, so if you haven't watched it, I don't want to say that every question was answered. I don't want to lie to you guys. I, I think you know it's great that he was there. We got you know uh, he's aware of some of our questions. Hopefully, at some point, they'll make some formal statements. But uh, it was a good interview, nonetheless. We 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 were able to answer about a dozen questions from the listeners. Uh, Live and pre-submitted questions so it was it was a great little thing big big opportunity for our channel and um, You know definitely uh, If you haven't seen that yet, uh, it was just a few days ago now. This was interesting. Uh, I did reach out to uh, Blitzway to confirm I'm still waiting on confirmation, but uh, Nick from one six Republic says bad news on the Blitzway Dewey Finn from School of Rock Blitzway responded to my email for updates stating it was canceled due to a likeness problem. The talent didn't want to publish it abruptly, and we had no choice. And when asked if another head sculpt would be attempted, they replied, no, we don't want to take a chance again. No more Jack Blacks. Very disappointing for me. I'm not, like, the biggest fan of School of Rock, to be honest, but I am the biggest fan of um, of uh, Nacho Libra. And if, uh, you know, well, Jack Black as well, but if Blitzway, one of the few companies touching a Jack ba- Black figure, is like, hey, no more... Because of this issue with the actor, like that pretty much kills the zero percent chance of us ever getting a Nacho Libre uh, licensed figure, which is super disappointing. Yeah, or
4: Jesus.
0: check the private chat. Um, oh yeah. no, no Thank tenacious
4: you,
1: D figures. That sucks because that's a great looking head sculpt. Like that looks just like him.
0: It's perfect,
2: Nacho. It does. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit of news there. Uh, and then the big news from yesterday Hot Toys, the uh, Nolan Trilogy DX19 released. Uh, I I think it looks pretty good, but Sideshow shit. posted a. You think it's shit? Tallish. Tallish. Oh, okay. At least it is shit. I'm <laughs> not no, I mean, say that. Hot, uh, Sideshow posted a. Uh, I don't know what you call it like a video showcasing it and their lighting i think was pretty poor because i wasn't particularly f- feeling you know what i was seeing uh but a lot of collectors in hand say it's a, a fairly decent improvement over the dx12 um so if you guys have anything you guys want to say about it we can we can do that
4: um nothing
1: positive on my end.
0: <laughs> go ahead john it's so tall Um, this release was not necessary and, um, yeah, what's going on, Joe. Thanks for tuning in, brother. Appreciate the support. Uh, yeah, no guys, come on. This wasn't needed. The bat pods, not needed the reissue of the tumblers, not needed. Those are three releases that they could have just put their efforts towards giving us something that they've shown previously and made everyone happy. Um. Uh, two cuz asking is this a 2.0? I wouldn't even say this is a 2.0 because it's maybe a reinvigorated portrait. Um, no, but the, even
1: the body What's well, a different,
0: different, different body, a different the head, body's different. I think, I think the body's weight. worse on this one. He looks yeah, skinny, tall,
1: suit. He and the lanky. Crotchal, the crotchal region is totally different.
0: The crotchal three. region is totally different. They 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 made the body different, but the posability is still the same. The issue with the DX12 was the poseability and how the suit would ruin? This has the, they they reinvented the suit and the body, but it has the same issues. They didn't fix anything. You're gonna have so, this Batman this tall. He's not gonna scale well with your other, uh, bat uh your other figures from the line.
2: It depends if it was underscaled to begin with, because that's the problem with some of the older diecast Iron Man. The scale is much not taller. Existing. Yeah, but it. When you line them up like in the uh, display, it doesn't look right. And secondly,
0: yeah, this like shouldn't my... be compared to the, the DX12. This should be compared to the, the suit that was that came with the, uh, the armory set, because that suit was even better than the DX12. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: you're
1: was. right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're um, um, yeah, I, I rem- like. Um, I don't even know if they came out around the same time, but Avengers One Thor is like completely underscaled he's like shorter than my captain america figure and it's like "Mm, this looks fucking goofy on the shelf like i can't line up all my avengers and have them look decent so i bet you anything that this first batman is not the correct scale
2: yeah nicolio and soul nightmare both say that they're uh underscaled so i mean i don't think that's a bad thing if they get it a new version of the figure to get it more in scale with other ones. And you can always use the original and put on the bat pod where the scale is not going to stick out as much. So true. True. Um, I, I
5: want to play devil's advocate to John though, because he was saying, you know, this isn't a necessary release, but for someone like me, the dark Knight was what got me interested in the hot toys. I never pulled the trigger just cause I wasn't there, you know, space wise or financially, but I've always wanted a dark Knight um, Batman. So this is one that I've been really interested in. But even from the promo pictures, like the pre-release pictures, I wasn't sold on the figure. I was like, just something about it seems off, right? In certain lightings, it looks really good. And then certain lightings like this, it just looks like, man, this, is, this, quite, this isn't this this is right. And as we alluded to, right, the, the market's changed. And there's going to be other comp- companies tackling, you know, this Batman, at least the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. So, uh, yeah, I'm still on the fence. I still want this one. Um, but, yeah, it just feels like they didn't make enough of an improvement to really justify this release
3: so
0: fat I'll, I'll, sorry go ahead sorry go ahead um
3: no worries i was oh, gonna okay. say i'll tag onto that too and yeah. like a mixture of marco and john's points because you know i was really impressed with this figure when it came out in 2012 you know the dx12 it was amazing and that's one of the that's the figure that got me into hot toys collecting but i've done so many mods to the DX-12 that I'm already seeing I would want to do with the DX-19, so like I think the the cut and sew of the cape on the DX-19 is better than the DX-12, but the material looks very similar, and that material was a crazy, crazy dust hair, you know, dust collector, cat hair collector, just crazy. Also the neck peg on the figure, Uh, for my DX-12 I actually had to separate the neck peg apart and drop the ball inside it, so that I could push the neck further, essentially down, like into the figure, and make it look more realistic. I'm worried that the DX19 is virtually the same. Oops, is virtually the same thing. Can you this sell me that here, one like now? A, it's damaged. Right, right. I, so I like I split that in half to to drop the ball. And so I, as I said, if the neck looks a little bit long, the cape looks like it's a similar material. And then I'm with John. You know, one of the things that I was really, really hoping with the DX-19 was that it, they'd at least improve some of the flexibility of the suit. Obviously, they can't change the suit design because this is the suit design that was in the movie. So you can't hate on it too much, but the articulation that they were trying to show in that in that sideshow preview today, you know, he couldn't even hold the gun the way yeah. that Terry was trying to get him to pose it. Uh, and it's exactly the same issues that the DX-12 had. And so, for me, at least, if you have a DX12 in your collection, I honestly can't justify making the switch over to this guy, surprisingly. The only other thing is is that I also have the DX11 Joker and I've got the Hot Toys Bane. So, yes, I understand that the, this DX12 might be a little underscaled in comparison to the actor or, you know, some of our other figures in our collections nowadays um but i'd be worried if i got this dx 19 standing beside the dx 11 joker and that bane he would look way too big and i'm not about to go and start rebuying you know well i'm gonna i guess i'm gonna be buying the queen studios joker but i'm not gonna go and rebuy another bane like i don't want to have to rebuy all the figures i already own there are so many cool things that are coming out like I, i just can't this to me feels like it's buying backwards uh, so I'm, that's the reason I feel just a little disappointed. Otherwise I'm happy for anybody who never got this figure. Cause I still think you'll be happy with it in lots of ways. So
0: Fad here says people have now grown up and they, they are in the workplace, so they'll have a disposable income with that in mind for new collectors, it makes perfect sense. Okay. Fad now they have disposable income. So guess what you're going to do. You're going to pay the secondary market price because you missed that out on the first, it's just like me when I went to go buy a house. I had the funds at the time I did, and I didn't get my house half of the value that it was three years ago because guess what? I wasn't in the market three years ago, and the government's not going to be lowering the house prices for me, so I had to buy at that time. Come on.
2: What What if the government made more houses that were really good and maybe even better than the house you wanted, and they were the retail price-
0: well, I don't know how, how your housing works there, but that doesn't happen here. That's for sure. But um yeah, that freedom, box, Dean.
1: Well, the government's not involved. <laughs> <laughs> this, this
0: here is you know. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, you guys John, know how I feel.
5: John, you would have been okay if they did like a complete reimagining of this figure, right? Like if, if they how were would use none of the parts. How would they do it? Yeah. I don't know. Just complete. Like it's like Ben yeah.
0: said, the suits the same. It's not like they can. Yeah.
2: The thing here. I
5: mean the crotchal
3: region is different. No, I'm saying the suit. There's some reuse uh, though. Quite a bit of reuse. I'm
0: saying the suit you can't change the suit because that's what showed up in the film. The problem here is he looks like giraffe legs on the left. That picture on the right, the 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 Batman on the left, looks like those legs look the one on the right he looks fat, and the one on the left he looks (laughs) Yeah, they both don't
2: look great in this photo.
0: (laughs) So for me, the issue was the posability. The issue was the posability. They didn't fix it. There's still an issue with it. If you're going to come out with a reissue, fix it. The issue. Secondly, just for anybody who owns a DX12 in the box and you haven't taken it out. I took mine out the other day. Under that belt, the suit leaks. You're going to think I'm crazy, but the suit leaks in oil. Yeah. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. You might want to pop it open, wipe it a little bit, but um, I'm not going to go out and buy this. I got the representation ready. And like I said, I'd like to see a side-by-side of the armor the uh, armory Batman yeah. next to this cuz that's the one that should be compared.
3: It's way better, John, you're right. Even like I swapped my DX12 head sculpt out with the Armory head sculpt yeah. and it was a night and day difference for the for the figure. It was amazing. Yeah. The only question i have for you guys uh with 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 tied to with this this release anyways is um often in the past hot toys has kind of released uh, i think they're called Cosbabies or the cosby's yeah mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. with the Did figures. like cosby's if that's was what it just... <laughs> says in the hot toys ad on the facebook oh, okay. I, I pulled up the page it's literally called it a cosby collection but the cause anyways
0: i thought those were the ones you picked up in prison <laughs> yes.
3: The question is, though, is that uh, you know exactly. they've shown the whole li- they've shown the whole line of these Cosbabies. like they've shown the Two Face, yeah. the Joker, the Scarecrow, all of them, Bane, all of them. Do you think that's an indication that Hot Toys is going to release all no. of
2: them? Zero percent. Uh, you think zero percent? Wow. really, zero percent?
3: If you're hundred percent, no, yeah, really. I would 0%. have if, 100%. No. If I if you thought hundred percent. If you
2: look at the Cosbaby line, like how deep they go into that line mm-hmm. with Cosbaby, Cosriders, like all the different cause that they do um they make a ton of cause babies yeah but they've and already they made make very few figures like just because it's a cause baby does not mean it's going to be a figure they've
1: already redone 2 Face, they redid cat woman they, they
0: redone, yes, they redone but, everything I but, guarantee but the
1: fact that they're in a cause over. baby
2: it doesn't have any effect on whether it's going to be remade that's what i'm uh, answering yeah, i'm not answering that
1: I hear that,
5: Zach, but I would say, go ahead, Dean.
1: Oh, because uh, that was like the big question with Venom. It's like, well, they did a Cosmic V Venom. Mm-hmm. When are they going to do a figure? And then eventually we saw it. Like, <laughs> I think it's a pretty clear indication of what they're willing to make. <laughs> so
5: I would bet higher than lower.
0: Carlito's good here. Well, no issue. Once a figure sold out, it was done. <laughs>
5: But Dean, to, to that point, like if we even take the Cause Babies out of it, like I think that they're just going to revisit this line because again, there's so many folks that grew up on these movies that want to collect those. Premier, that you know, but but John, I think you and I are in complete agreement though. Don't do the figures again unless it's a complete 100%. reimagining. Don't reuse the parts. Like come out with a brand new thing so that the original release stands on its own and this is something brand new. Well, or how else are you going to do that? Figures.
0: That's the question. With this Batman it, figure, what would they give us to do that?
5: I, I, well, a new suit material, maybe. Like
0: DX12 I, came yeah. so jam packed already, all the accessories, all the stuff. What are they gonna do here?
5: Completely cape, reengineered cape material the, for me. You're gonna yeah, tell me
0: Queen go. Studios is gonna give us the Joker that they just did, and Hot Toys' answer to that, their competition, is gonna be to do a Joker, another Joker, another Heath Ledger Joker. I, I would say it. I would say for them to really step up would be a Nurse Joker, not to come out and do another. Yes. This would be the third rendition of the same Joker.
2: I mean, to me, that would be a let them. That's like a one scene thing. I...
0: But we also have to understand that Hot Toys holds the licensing distribution with Sideshow for North America. Queen doesn't. Queen has to go through all these. All yeah, these but that co-
2: really oh. hasn't affected them at all. I mean, pretty much anyone that I know that wanted to get it was able to get it for basically the retail price but i'm just saying from that window open right back up
0: hot toys i think he's just a little confident he's a little too confident he doesn't feel like it's been shaken yet
2: let's uh john let's hear a word from our sponsor
0: is that me you know you can't just drop that That like after that much passion on screen you're gonna just drop the
2: the, (laughs) that's a a transition right there baby cool down
0: All right, guys. We want to thank One Six Corner. Uh, their mission is to provide the best figures and collectibles to their customers. They offer great prices, great packaging, fast shipping, and best in the business customer service. Collecting weekly listeners get ten percent off in stock figures while our show is live using code capital C, capital W one zero. Choose your figures, pay safely with PayPal, and you leave the rest to them.
2: Our discussion of the week was um, why do you stream? And I think John originally posed this idea, um, for why we do what we do. Uh, but I want to pose this question as well to the listeners of why do you stream content like this? And we have a few answers from our Facebook. Uh, we'll read those towards the end of this segment. Um, but, uh, I'm curious, uh, dean we'll start with you why why do you stream
1: um i guess it's when i got into collecting heavy and then particularly six scale stuff i had no idea what was anything right third party hot toys sideshow i you know, I wasn't really paying attention to what brand was making what. It's like, oh, they made a 12-inch bubble fett. I'll go buy that. You know, I wasn't in the know on a lot of stuff. I didn't know what kit bashing was, um, customs. I had no clue. And then I meet Zach, and Zach kind of opens my eyes to a lot of a lot of this stuff.
5: Is that the only thing he opened? Also my Ooh. asshole. Um <laughs>
1: And, you know, he, he, he had this idea for the show. Um, and he was like, oh, I'm just going to talk about some stuff in in my collecting verse. You know, the things that matter the most to me in collecting, right? We open every show that way. And he would talk about, you know, water treating or, you know, custom paints, doing touch-ups. And it was such a neat idea, And I loved the shit out of those shows, like 15 to 10 minutes long, like not very long. He would just talk about things he did that week. And um, it was so, I loved listening to it. I was like, okay, like I could do that. Like, it's not so impossible. Zach, you know, he's explaining all this cool stuff and it really kind of boosted my confidence as a collector. And, you know, he, decided that it was it was kind of hard for him to talk you know by himself and i was like dude i'll help you because if you're helping me we can help a ton of other people you know figure this shit out and you know talk about where to buy things like where not to buy things you know um and just like all the different aspects that we talk cover on the show it was kind of the idea like hey like i'm still learning as well I'm sure there's somebody out there who has no fucking idea what's going on. And uh, so I started helping Zach with the show on like the third iteration of Collecting Weekly. And uh, yeah, so for me, it was, (laughs) yeah, this is one of the, one of our first Hangouts. For me, it was to get information out there for people who, you know, might not have it, might not have access to it. Um, I think it's... uh, Marco, it might be you, but like you don't have friends near or around you that do collecting,
5: right? It was you, right? I don't have friends in general, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but yeah. Shout I don't out have to Baby that... <laughs> Girl 207. <laughs> yeah. So I have one friend. But yeah, I don't have anyone to talk to about this stuff. Right. For sure. And so I'm sure
1: there's a ton of, like, Brenton lives in a town. I think you said his town has like 800 people in it. What the? My high school had more people than that. So that and, you explains know? everything. So like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, I know there's people out there who don't have an outlet. And it's like, dude, if we could provide that outlet, give them information, some insight, so they're not throwing their money away. They're learning. Hey, I could do this stuff all by myself. I don't need to hire a customizer or, um, you know, like we got into the three D printing or you know, custom paintwork Zach does on on the joy of hobbying. It's it's to help the collector and you know provide some in, in, uh, entertainment. You know, like last night was just an unboxing show. Dude, we were laughing so wow. hard. And it's that that sense of community, you know, mm. to, to get out there. And, you know, maybe maybe collecting doesn't seem so bad or or so alone. Because I know for me, for the longest time, I didn't have anybody else that collected uh, friend-wise. And so my friends were always like, why do you buy that? What are you, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. It's, I like this stuff, so I buy it. And, and you know, I found Rayner and Manny and Zach. And Adan showed me this whole fucking literal community of collectors in my own backyard and it, it was just so great that you know we could get that out there to everyone else so that's why i do it um because also these streams are like the highlight of my week i get to come hang out with my buds everybody in the chat that i might not have met any other way so that's my answer
0: i love collecting Always have started back in the day, Sideshow Freaks for all the old guys that have been collecting Sideshow Freaks forum. That was the place on a weekend you'd get a release. It was the first one who could start the thread back in the day. And, uh, you know, I've always seen these guys, YouTube. Hey, I always used to think to myself, you know, this would be cool. Talk about what you like and this and that. And I always used to think to myself, what are the chances? What are the chances that I can ever be on a YouTube channel? And then I thought one day, uh, start my own little unboxing thing. And then here we are today. I do it because this is a passion of mine and I love to take some time. And and like you guys said, I don't have too many people here either that collect. There are a few, but not too many. And, um, I just like to keep it real in the hobby. You know, you hear a lot of guys in this hobby, just, just go off and sugarcoat a new release. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. They don't tell you the truth. I like to keep it real. I like to talk both ends of the story for the little guy. You know, there's people out there that don't majority don't agree with me, but you got the small handful that do. So that's why I do it. I do it to, to represent that those few, not to be a, a stubborn ass. Cause I know I am a stubborn ass, but you know, it's, it's, I was able to meet these great guys, uh, other YouTubers, uh, lucky to stream with them as well. And I don't know. It's just it's just become such a great addition to the hobby. Uh, so I, I wouldn't, I can't see myself ever stopping now, to be honest. Uh, Carlito says the community has been great. Really appreciate what you guys do for a long time. I thought I was the only one buying this stuff. Appreciate the support Carlito. Yeah. It's all about the community. And I don't know, sometimes the comments you read, you start getting steam coming out of the ears, but you know, you got to take a breath and say to yourself, You know, these guys all have opinions as well, but um, like Sam here, look, he's like, just to hear people bitch about having reissues and stuff like that. He said my name up, damn it, Sam. But no, I love, I love you guys, everyone in the community. It's always great to take a couple hours in an evening and just talk about this stuff.
5: Yeah, really similar to what Dean and John said. I guess, let me talk about why I got into it and why I've stayed in it. Uh, Number one, you know, I try to talk to people in my everyday life. Gigi, you know, told me to shut it. She didn't want to hear any more about the figures. And so, uh, you know, we we keep it very concentrated on on just the podcast and try to limit the talk. Uh, Otherwise, you know, I try to talk to my coworkers who are into like Marvel movies and Star Wars. Someone called HR on me because they're like hot toys. What is is this guy talking about? He's kind of weird. But there's, you know, there's so much nuance to one six figure collecting that I found myself like you know, like not really understanding like where to go. And so I started, you know, watching more streams on YouTube and listening to podcasts and like six scale scavengers and collecting weekly were kind of those first communities that I found. And, uh, yeah, and I was like, you know, I got some opinions too. I feel like I could, you know, do, do a little bit of this. And, you know, luckily, um, as we all know, Zach invited me on and the rest has been history. So I'm really fortunate to get this opportunity. Um, and I've just stayed because everyone in the community is just so awesome like just just the nicest people you can meet. So it's just really um, great to be able to talk with friends about this type of stuff that we're passionate about. And it's really just a great distraction, right? So even the stuff that we get upset about, you know, it's just sometimes on my part, just fake outrage, because it's not that serious, but it's just a fun distraction. And to be able to, you know, kind of uh, almost debate your fellow collectors is, is just a fun um, hobby, basically. So yeah, no oh, regrets. So, so and, and you're in really it for the it. fights. Yeah, sometimes, right? Sometimes you need that outlet, right? I know you're not, though, John. (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely not. Yeah, and so it's interesting for me
3: being uh, new to, to, you know, streaming with you guys a little bit because for the... I'm in the same boat. I, you know, in Canada, uh, I didn't know anybody in my community of my friendship groups, of my family uh, that collected anything like 1-6 scale figures. And because they were so expensive, Every time I even considered buying one, I got that fear of the, the money spent and thought, you know, like, I need to be able to justify this to myself, I need to be able to justify this to, to my fiancé, you know, so I would go searching for information on these figures, and that's how I ended up coming across Collecting Weekly, it's how I came across other channels, you know, like 1-6 Scale Man and Justin's Collection and, and all of those guys, right? I mean. That's what got me into the the YouTube side of it, anyways, and just paying attention. And I I remember being a lot like the guys yeah, and the or the folks just in the chat, ladies and gentlemen in the chat, that, you know, they're sitting there on their couch at home eating popcorn, you know, watching the streams, wanting to, you know, shout at the TV. Oh, like this is my point. This is oh, I wish I could say this. You know, I wish I could throw this point out there for the guys and you know get the discussion going, right? And, so for me, I I started to try and think of ways that I could kind of create my own content. The crazy thing about creating content or streaming just in general is I didn't realize how um, nerve-racking that is. When you put content out there whether it's a live stream or a, a video or a, a, you know a tutorial or anything like that you're, you're putting a little bit of piece, a piece of yourself out there for the world and as soon as that's out there you're opening yourself up to, to criticism right and so I remember, you know, the first video I put out, I, I lost sleep that night. I was thinking like, oh, I'm gonna get ripped apart on on Facebook, and I like people are gonna be like, mm, don't quit your day job, buddy, you know, right? Um, but that wasn't what I found. In fact, if anything, I ended up actually, you know, making new friends, uh, and now I, you know, like I talk to guys like Marco every day, like, more than I talk to my own family, uh, which is crazy. And and he makes a sad trade-off, Ben. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy, but it's, it's crazy what the, what the community has done, you know, the other day, Zach, like I was, you know, talking to you about paint, you know, randomly doing, you know, paint advice for your house, right? And saying, you know, like, if if you're going to go to a Sherwin-Williams, you know, call me, let me call the rep there for you, let me get you a discount, you know, like, it's crazy what connections we've been able to have because of really badass toys and collectibles and statues and figures and all of the things. And so for me, I think what's gonna keep me in streaming is is the friendships that I've created and the ability to to talk somebody else's ear off about something like a, a Marty back to the future figure with Marco as opposed to telling Shauna all about it who starts to she... kind of fade out just a little <laughs> bit. Seconds, you know, I'm after sure. about thirty seconds. Like, yeah. You know, and I don't drive her as crazy, right? Uh and because it, it does it does take some work, but I think at the end of the day, it, it ends up being really, really worth it. And now I have an outlet uh, to support some of the things that I want to buy. Almost too much, right? I think for all of us, we've all enabled each other a couple times more than we probably uh, could have afforded to do so. But I think it's worth it. So and And for anybody out there in the chat who's listening... If you're like I was and you really, really just wanted to get your voice out there and talk to us at some point, you know, for me at least, always reach out. If, if And I'm sure these guys are the same way. If you guys have questions, you want to talk, reach out, because that's that's how I started and that's how I'm here right now. So,
2: I think collecting and streaming in general has been, been really great. I think you guys all made some great points. I've found such uh, really great camaraderie uh, working with these fine gents and others in the past. Um, I think the last few years, and I, I don't know if it'll ever get released, but I was working on like a little bit of a book and, uh, that's been like sidelined pretty hard. But, uh, I mentioned in the book, like, you know, I had like a pretty big group of friends and it's like, once you have a kid, like things (laughs) really change. Like the last time I talked to my best man from my wedding was the day my daughter was born. I've n- never talked to him since then. Um, it just changes things. And so I started collecting shortly before, like maybe like six months before she was born. Uh, so I had met, you know, by this point, Dean and Rainer and Manny. Um, but when... When all my non collecting friends kind of trickled out of my life, you know, there's a few, but uh, it was really the collecting friends that were there for me. And I had some different backgrounds with like Warhammer and some other things. Um, no, not. And um, I had some, I was able to bring some of that to collecting, uh, painting stuff and hobbing stuff and repair stuff. And, um, a lot of the friends that I had were very curious about it and it was kind of hard to describe it. So we would get together and kind of do like in-person workshops, stuff like that. Um, eventually I started collecting weekly twice. Uh, didn't do particularly well either the first two times. Um, but I mean, really, you know, the third time, I think we really took it seriously and we kind of had this goal of like, you know, if there's a thousand people watching or 20 people watching or 30 people watching, like, we're going to give it the same level of seriousness and we make it or we don't. Like, that's fine. Um, and so for me, I guess it, there's a lot of purpose that it gives. Like, I feel very focused about it. Like, today I was just having a terrible day. But I was like, you know what? I got gotta a lot of work to do on the show. Got to organize everything, you know, get our photos uploaded. And it's great when, like, there's people like John that I can rely, rely on like, Hey, I need you to do this for me. And like, let's get this information done. And, uh, Marco has been a great help also like kind of recapping some of the things that I'm not able to watch. Um, there's been a few interviews like, you know, cause we make content many hours a week and then it's like, we watch some of the content, but there's not possibility for us to watch every single, uh, bit of content out there. And so the past few weeks, he's been recapping some of the really important interviews that I haven't been able to watch. Uh, for me and it's been really helpful for me to kind of stay in the know and, and it's really like a force multiplier because if he spends you know an hour watching that and then another hour putting it together it saves all of us like each individually like an hour and you know we're kind of like making the best of our time and yeah I hope in some ways we can repay that time as well but
5: um, y'all, y'all are just, just doing so much already anything that I could do to take a yeah. little off your plate you know
2: yeah and it's it's great like you know Ben made a great point like we we just moved and I have so many home renovation questions and Mark is like an expert. And so, uh, he's been giving me some tips and tricks for like, Oh, Hey, like how do I fix this? Or like, is this the right way to fix that? And you know, it's, it's just a great camaraderie. Uh, and that's really what's kept me in it. Like the people that watch are amazing. Like I get messages and emails and, you know, I usually wake up to about like a dozen or two a day and it's amazing. And the Patreon chat, like, you know, there's, there's just a, a, a great, uh, conversation that's there every day. Everyone. Good morning. Good night. You know, uh, last week we did a moon night watch party, which I don't know if I'm gonna be up for it tonight cause I was dragging ass the, the next day. Uh, but Get it's it too old it's, for that. Yeah. It's such a, uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful community. And, um, it, that's what keeps, keeps me going. Um, there are some great comments um, uh, Sam says for me it's my time my time is precious single dad who raises kids solo shout out to that that's amazing uh, thankfully my son likes to watch the show with me Mark says streaming and easy I can talk shit with the best of them but look like a dumbass on screen uh, so, Sam never. who's
0: who's your son's favorite host come on brother you know that's wow
2: uh, Sunnyvale had a great question he also comments as well props to putting out a great show guys it's educational and entertaining uh these are some of the comments here uh producing content is the maximum level of hobby involved in my opinion between my work with the vintage rebellion podcast and the collecting track stage at star wars celebration i feel like i've met the entire vintage star wars collecting community i'm sure cw and the crew feel something similar in the one six scale uh and statue market keep up the great work that was from chris uh charles said pod- podcasting is a medium for me and my pod partner to connect with fans of similar stuff And share our enjoyment of the virtual golden age of pop culture, movies, and TV. The good thing about these social media sites is being able to connect with like-minded fans, not just in your city, but all over the world. Uh, Bob Dylan says, I watch your stream because it helps my stream, meaning you make me laugh until I pee myself, which is a great comment. Uh, Seamus says, even before the pandemic, I consume lots of podcasts as my job allows me to do that. It's ramped up even more with working from home, and it's a great way to make friends with other collectors as I don't know any locally. It has become a real hangout with the crew atmosphere, which is nice to have after two years of not being able to see people in person. Uh, We also had a great question. Uh, Sunnyvale says, what are some aspects about streaming you're not too fond of? Uh, For me, I think it has to be... That's a great question. I, I don't expect every video to be a banger, but sometimes... I'll put like a ton of work into a project and it's like hours of video editing and stuff like that. Or like even some of the ox plays stuff, like it might seem like, um, Jesus Christ, something's going on in the background. Uh, it might seem like there's a ton of, of, uh, there's not a ton of prep, but you know, usually, uh, to get like a 30 minutes of footage, I'll be playing for like an hour or two to get like a good run on a mission or like something worth sharing. Uh, I think for the, uh, the one that people really liked, the uh, dinosaur game, it was probably like an hour of playing before I got good enough to like start recording. And then I died. I had to do like 10 streams and I kept dying really quickly and it was really annoying. And I finally got one that was like a decent run. Uh, and then they'll get like 20 views and I'm like, well, oh no, that was not particularly a productive, you know, use of two hours, but yeah, it's fun anyways. Um, so there's that. Or like when you make, like, I remember... I was making a um, tech tech issues. I think that's probably my my least favorite thing is when there's something out of your control that it's just like like for example, lately we've been having a streamyard thing where there's like audio glitching and it's like there's nothing we could do to prepare for it, nothing that we can anticipate, there's nothing on screen that shows us about it. That's frustrating. But like I've been doing like like playthroughs on Flight Sim. And I'm like, okay, everything looks really good. Like all my levels look great. Do a test stream looks great. And then I start the game and the engines and the planes start going. And then my audio's drowned out and you can't hear anything I'm saying. And it's like an hour long flight and I land, you know, save the stream and I check it. And it's just like totally unusable footage. Like, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's, that's probably my least favorite part. Uh, anyone
0: else? I thought you were gonna say when people don't mute themselves. <laughs> oh, that too, Jesus um, Christ! Um, least favorite part? I don't know. It's uh, I think it's more so people that you deal with or come across than the actual streaming aspect. Sometimes you know your butt heads, and that can be a, a, a stressful interaction. Uh, but uh, or the tech issue. Tech issues is a big one. Like Friday, I was sweating. I'll tell you that, buddy. I was sweating.
5: John, I'll just piggyback off of what you said there, only in that, like I'm from a big Mexican family, right? Or two big Mexican families. Uh Anytime there's like a lot of people, there's going to be different, you know, opinions, different personalities, and not everyone can always get along. And I'm a big time pacifist. I'm sure everyone could tell that. So I'm always like trying to play Switzerland and like, and trying not to, uh, you know, insult anybody. And when you do that, you always end up pissing somebody off. So I think, you know, the, this community is not unlike just like every community you'd, you would ever be in. And I just don't like when people aren't like getting along. But um, besides that, you know, once we get past that, I think we're all talking about figures at the end of the day. So there's just so much love that I think it drowns out in any of the rest of the stuff.
3: And I think for me, it's it's a couple quick things. I think, like I said earlier, uh, when I started making the videos, I thought I'd be able to kind of whiz through them. I thought I just needed a good camera and a good microphone, and I'd be able to just take some good pictures and some video and throw it all together, and boom, there's a video out on YouTube and. Boy, was I wrong. Shauna said I looked really tired in one of my videos the other day and I was like, yeah, it's because I was at like, I was started that thing at like 11 o'clock at night and I I didn't stop until four o'clock in the morning and it was a nine minute video. But it took four hours for me to actually put it together, and then, like Zach said, I think it got like maybe twenty-seven views or something. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you know, I didn't. I didn't put it out because I wanted the views. I put it out because I was just really hyped on looking at this figure again. And and if anybody out there, if the twenty-seven people that watched it for two minutes got some fun out of it, then that was worth it. I think some of the challenges I've had are things like tech issues. You know, being invited on you know shows like this, collecting weekly, and then my mic cuts out and. Talk about sweating, you know, like you're in the background trying to get it rehooked up, knowing Zach's like, "Hey, buddy, like, where are you?" <laughs> you know, right? That's a little stressful, but at the end of the day, I think it's it's the time investment that I that I didn't recognize uh, was truly there, and and I think the last point is is the keeping it fresh. Uh, there's so many folks doing uh, streams nowadays, especially way more than even when I started watching streams uh, two or three years ago. Uh, so I think. The challenge of keeping it fresh week over week and having as many shows as like Collecting Weekly has and stuff, that can be a real a real difficult thing. Uh, and so, like Zach, today I had the worst day possible at work, and I didn't think there was any way I'd smile today. Uh, clearly, not the case. I've been you know smiling ear to ear since I got here, right? And it's just it's just that it's a good separation from from that everyday life. So,
1: um, yeah, for me it's just that. <sighs> Streaming isn't real content. Everyone knows that. So
5: just press record you know,
1: and Yeah, you just hit record and it's there's no effort and you know, I don't feel challenged, honestly. Uh no. Uh I guess I guess for me one thing I don't like about streaming is probably Zach. He uh <laughs> Wow. No, of course not. That's why Second I'm doubt. I'm glad that said it. Yeah, finding the balance because I, I feel like I'm Zach's the, the yin to his yang right like he is so brutal and and like structure and you know being on pace and, and keeping shit on track and i'm more of a free-flowing kind of you know so yeah just kind of like hey like we're here to have fun like you don't need to you know be so rigid but there are times where i'm like fuck i wish that Zach- was here like if I'm on another channel or or you know doing something kind of on my own and I'm like damn like Zach has he makes some good points and I feel like I have to keep myself open to that and um so finding the balance between being very structured and not taking it too seriously cuz I got to remind him sometimes too like hey man like chill out like we're good you could you could let off a little bit and so, yeah, to me, it's finding that balance of, like, hey, don't do this too too much one way and don't be, on you know, too far on the other side. So, that's, uh, it's hard. It really is. It, it, watching it doesn't seem like it until you actually do it and you're, like, oh, yeah, like, we could definitely stand to do this one way or the other. So What, what, a,
2: family. Family. what a great conversation point but yeah that's fine Yeah, uh, john well done uh yeah love all the comments also you guys saw some great stories um and we really appreciate you guys being here um every every night or as often as you can uh our movie of the week was training day police drama it's a police drama about a veteran officer who escorts a rookie on his first day with the lap tough inner city narcotics unit uh Sorry. training day is a blistering you you have the buttons too man uh is a blistering action drama that asks the audience to decide what is necessary what is heroic and what crosses the line in the harrowing gray zone of fighting urban crime does law-abiding law enforcement come at the expense of justice and public safety if so do we demand safe streets at any cost uh i i i could have sworn like if i had to put money on it last week um apparently my audio is choppy uh, I could have sworn that I had seen this movie. And watching it today, I realized I had not seen this movie. Uh, what a fucking banger of a film. Holy shit. Like, from, you know, the first phone call in the kitchen to, you know, meeting at the diner, the first. The movie does a really good job of, like, escalating. So you kind of start as kind of an asshole in the diner and then they pull over the college kids, kind of rough them up a bit, and then it, like, starts to just, like, every scene progressively get worse. You know, the peer pressure to try drugs, like, stopping the girl from getting raped, like, I mean, it it gets, like, you know, from, from petty crime, like a small drug bust to, like, you know, kingpin-level shit, like, in a day. Like, it's... And it's weird because Denzel the character like in the character in the movie he does such a good job of like it's almost like two steps forward in terms of like the dark side and then like one step back like he'll be like you know hey take this weed and then he'll be like dude if you did that in the streets and you didn't take it like you'd be dead like he kind of like not checkers yeah he kind of justifies every like tries to justify every negative thing with like a hey i'm i'm doing this for you because blank right and you just see like he is just like not a good person. Like just all the shit that they're doing and it just keeps getting worse and worse. And finally you get like this, this plot and um, I, I'll be honest, like most movies, like I'm watching and I'll, you know, put it on and start doing something else. But this movie, I was like glued to watching it. And the one scene where they're dropping off the blender and the toaster with the Latins and like, the uh he dips sides like yeah i'm going to use the restroom and the tension that builds when he's sitting there playing cards might be maybe one of the most like tense like i was getting crazy anxiety like i uh, oh my god like it it was it was insane the shout ending. Out to, I, shout I,
5: out to those guys that play the Mexican guys in every movie too. Yeah, shout yeah, out to Hector specifically. <laughs> One of them's not even Mexican for sure, maybe even more.
2: Yeah, and now the only thing I didn't fully understand was the ending because you know, he goes to the to uh, Eva Mendez's like apartment and he's like on a mission. Like he's like I'm going to fuck like at least from what I was getting he's going to fucking kill him. Like, you know, he's walking up. He's like, yo, I'm here for, for, you know, to do, like, for this thing. Like, he's got the gun in his hand. And then he gets there, and he kind of pulls it back. And, like, he has plenty of chances to kill uh, Denzel Washington. And he never really does. And even, like, at the end of the fight where he's clearly won. Like, he's bested him. And he just walks away. And to me, I didn't really fully understand the third act. Like, I get why at the end the gangs let him leave because like he's already a dead man like there's no point but i just didn't um i didn't fully get it so uh you know minus that i think it was a great film i think marco you said this was your top uh, potential five films i've only seen it once so i'm not really ready to commit there just yet but holy shit this was such a banger of a movie and i feel like ethan hawk i think is his name i i don't know that i've seen him a lot of films but this may be my favorite role of his ever like he just absolutely killed it and uh yeah this this may have been one of my favorite movie of the weeks in a long time
1: yeah this movie i remember when i first watched it it was kind of like everyone always says like oh training day like when you talk denzel like oh training day that movie's amazing and so finally, I was like, all right, let me watch it. So I watched it, and yeah, it's a fucking banger of a movie. So when Marco recommended it, I was like, all right, let me go back and revisit this. And Seeing it for a second time, kind of knowing how it happens, there's a lot of things that kind of happen in a moment, and you're just kind of like, oh, that's weird. But it comes back, you know, maybe it's like 30 seconds later, or like the scene where he saves the girl that comes back way later and it's such a key part of the movie um but like the thing where he makes him take the drugs and you're just kind of like oh shit like he's just like kind of being like a hard-ass like instructor and then like I, I, it's a few minutes later he kind of uses it against him right like oh it's already in your fucking system like you know, you could lose your job over this. He's like, Yeah, but you made me do it. He's like, oh, I didn't make you do anything. You, you know, and <laughs> you kind of He's like, out. I didn't have a
4: gun
2: to your head. It's like motherfucker, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and you kind of figure out like, oh, he's a piece of shit. Like, this isn't a good guy. Like, he's not only uh like kind of like a dirty cop, but He doesn't have Ethan Hawke's best interest at mind as a rookie, you know? And I kind of think for me, that was like the moment where I knew like, okay, like this guy for sure is the antagonist. Because you go into the movie, like you said, there's kind of like, oh, is he or isn't he like a good guy? And to me, that was kind of when I figured out like, okay, like he's definitely not. Somebody you should be rooting for. And sure enough, the movie plays out and he is indeed just a giant piece of shit.
5: But you don't um, root for him just a little bit though? N- not zero <laughs> percent. <that>. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean he, he was bagging <laughs> Ava Mendez,
2: so i'll just a touch. Right. And equan equan with the top tier comment, uh props to Ava Mendez for being naked in this film. Oh my god. And oh my play. Ex- Making me thirsty, bro.
1: Um yeah, this movie it, it's so it's not kind of what you expect for a cop movie right like i mean even though it's not a comedy you know buddy cop movies are usually like oh it's me and this guy against the world right um but it comes very clear that no it's you versus this guy and the world and luckily for ethan hawk he saves that girl and those the guys it's during that poker scene right zach um yeah, the, yeah they're yeah. about to they, kill him and then the girls yeah, like, they oh. find the
2: wallet and and yeah. when the girl answers she's like oh i was at school all day i was like you bitch <laughs> i was like this can't in this way yeah and uh sure enough she finally tells the truth and i i think one of my one of the best parts was like hey bro like this was strictly business like you know it's nothing personal and right but holy dude the tension when when they're like yeah. when i see your beretta it's like also, did Beretta sponsor this movie? Because they mentioned Beretta like five times in this movie. <laughs> yeah, might have,
1: but yeah, this it, it was such a an a really interesting take on a cop movie because you know my dad was a cop growing up and I usually lean towards cop movies, you know. And to to have like the main cop of the movie be the bad guy is like oh shit that was really cool, uh, great movie one probably denzel's best movie i'd have to go back and pour through his catalog but he's usually not a bad guy so when you watch the movie especially for me so late you know it's like okay it's denzel like he's a fucking awesome guy he usually plays the kick-ass guy and it's like oh shit no he plays a really really good bad guy so this movie if you haven't seen it sorry for spoiling it it's so good
0: i um I enjoyed it. Sam's saying, "I'm thinking John didn't watch it because he's not saying there's any meat on the bone," comments yet. No, there's a meat on the bone. They left. Uh, I thought there's was a good movie. Here, let me go with the specs first. Got to go with those. Please. Two, it's the runtime? Two hours and two minutes. Jeez, Louise. Wow. Uh, IMDb seven point seven out of ten, and Rotten Tomatoes seventy three percent.
5: Terrible. Awful. Uh,
0: really good movie. Snoop Dogg was hilarious.
5: Holy shit!
0: There's the meat, Sam.
4: Speed, bro. Holy shit! He grabs the pen. I was was like, "Oh my god!" Looking at it, bro.
0: Everyone: Snoop, Dre. Fuck! I was expected to see Eminem, Macy Um, Gray. Who? Macy Gray. Oh yeah, that was funny. With the, uh, you stole my money. Uh, The, (laughs) it was a good movie. Okay. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like how they. How Denzel, that character ended up. Denzel acting here, fucking phenomenal. Ethan Hawke, oh my god. He's a phenomenal actor, that guy. Um, he was in, I was talking to, who was it? Marco, I think. Marco or Dean. He did a movie with Angelina Jolie that was really good. Where they were a couple, and then he was, oh, years ago. Anyways, he's a good actor. Great cop movie. Um, It's... Stick to your guns is what this teaches you, right? He was like, no, this isn't right. I'm a cop. I want to do the right thing. I don't want to get into this illegal shit. Stick to your guns, guys. That's what this movie teaches you. Uh, be you and don't fold for anyone, right? It could have been easy to take the money and go, yeah, well, let's get in on this. And this. What for? You stick to your guns, do things the right way, and that's how life should be. Great movie. Didn't like how Denzel ended up that character they could have played it out I think they got lazy in the end um, but um, yeah I loved it
1: I think Great. it's funny a Canadian's telling you to stick to your guns guys
5: wow wow, <laughs> wow. go ahead Marco no all you Ben because I'll probably take you know a, a good hour on this so. we need to hear some of these quotes by the way
3: so Can I would say have you, have a- you ever a- had I- your shit
5: pushed in Ben no, is <laughs>
3: I was just gonna say king kong ain't got shit on john but uh but good on good on you dean uh honestly i was not actually excited to see this movie again i remember seeing this movie at least 10 or 15 years ago and i think i was too young at the time to get it i, I just i don't think i i don't think i remember liking it because i was of my age at the time so i wasn't too excited to see it again and why was i wrong so i think one of the takeaways I had was was Denzel, for sure. I do think this is Denzel's best role. And I think one of the reasons he was so good in it is because of how good of a manipulator he actually was. I mean, that whole movie, you saw him manipulate Ethan Hawke's character to do exactly what he wanted him to do. And that classic, you know, narcissistic manipulator-aggressor type where the minute it started to not go Denzel's way, he got really aggressive and really scary, and then, you know, you'd see the, the color drain out of people's faces, and he would then, he was perfect at being able to then turn it around, and be like, oh, I'm just kidding, man, you know, like, just joking, like, don't worry, oh, you're, you're too late, you know, like, and it was, and it was perfect, because he was able to get exactly, kind of, for the most part, all the way along, what he wanted out of, out of Ethan Hawke. And I felt like, and I mean, maybe I read too much into it, but I thought that there was a, a bit of a glimmer at one point in Denzel's kind of character arc where you see that he, at one point, kind of saw himself in Ethan Hawke originally. Like, like he, he that was maybe what he was like when he first started. But the whole movie, he tried to convince Ethan that it was like, if you don't do these things, if you're not like me, then you'll fail or you'll die ben, or you won't last.
5: That's kind of what makes this movie infinitely rewatchable, because it's like, what is bullshit and what is him setting yeah, but- up? you know, Ethan Hawke versus yeah. what he actually believes, right? And I think there's, like, sp- sprinkles of what he actually believes throughout all the shit that he says. Exactly. And I think, Zach,
3: that's why we got the ending of this movie that we did. I think that they wanted it to be left to interpretation. I w- I think when Ethan Hawke walks away, I think the audience is left thinking, is he going to become ultimately like Denzel? Or did he learn the lesson? Did he Did he truly... Is he going to stay divergent from that position? Is he going to be able to maintain his true self and his true character and his true morality, right? They say power corrupts absolutely, and I think that there are a lot of a lot of people in the world and a lot of, you know, police officers in the world and stuff that that get a little bit of that power and they lose who they are. And that whole movie, we saw Denzel trying to push that out of Ethan Hawke, right? I mean, you can't be this way or you will die, period. And clearly that's not the case because in the end, that still bit him in the ass. And every narcissist I've ever met can't accept that about themselves. They can't accept failure even when they failed. So when he's at the end of the movie yelling with a crowd of guys around him basically like you, you know, like all, everything that he was yelling, basically just not accepting the position he was in.
5: 24-hour lockdown, you will never see the light hour. of day.
3: You're you're done, bud. You're done, but he, to him he had he was unwilling to lose that, that power and, and that and that position even if it killed him, right? And Pizarre. I thought that that was I thought that was pretty powerful. So yeah. So, anyways, I think at the end of the day, guys, I, I, it was it was a great watch. Um, I it's a movie that I almost want to watch again because, like like Marco was saying, I think it'll be it'll be one of those things that's kind of a character case study. Uh, and I like films where the bad guy you can relate to him even to a point, even if you even if you hate him. You know, the Joker is one of those villains for me, or Hannibal Lecter is one of those villains for me, right? Where they're scary. But because they're so smart and manipulative Bro. and likable,
0: if you're relating to Hannibal Lecter, man, we gotta we gotta talk. That's <laughs> all so I saw.
5: No, it's my take. No, that's awesome, Ben. Because actually, like, <laughs> I, I do relate Den, this Denzel character to the Joker in a lot of ways. In that, like, you are kind of rooting for him because just the performance is so powerful. Um, so, so I will go back to something that Zach said about the tension. I use this movie kind of like as a benchmark, like if movies don't give me the feels with the tension uh, like this one, then it, it almost doesn't resonate with me, you know, as much. Like I'll give another example. Cause you know, superhero films are the only ones that I could really point to, right? Like Spider-Man homecoming when he's in the car with the vulture, like that scene, that tension just so brilliant, like that type of stuff just sticks with me. Um, so, so that's one of the reasons why this is, you know, one of my favorite films, but then like you, I saw it like a long time ago. My uncles took me to the theater, like I think on Thanksgiving when I was way too young to watch it or to be seeing Eva Mendez titties on screen. But, you know, um, so, so I definitely,
4: <laughs> that's I
5: that too. But so I definitely was like too young to appreciate like all the nuance of the film, but just like liked it because it was so badass. And obviously, Denzel is just so great in it. But I think like it has so much to say about like the criminal justice system, like you said, like power corrupting, about like morally gray areas. Um, there's a documentary that I really love. Um, well, it's depressing, but it's called cartel land and it kind of talks about, you know, the cartels in Mexico and, and, you know, kind of the bad guys become the the good guys. And there's like, you know, this kind of never ending cycle. And so it's just really interesting, all the nuances this, this tackles, because yeah, there, there are some like things that Denzel says that are kind of true, like to battle, you know, this, uh, the, this corruption at a high level, you kind of have to play the system. Um, so I would just say, um, overall, just a phenomenal movie. Love so much about it, and the cinematography too. Like just everything about how it's shot. Just Antoine Fuqua, I think, is the director. Um, And I don't know, like, other movies that he's done that really lived up to this one for me. But um, and I know the guy who wrote it also directed Suicide Squad, so it seems like this was kind of like the pinnacle of of movies that I've followed those people's careers. Um, But but there is another one that. I think this team did that has Christian Bale in it and I'm drawing a blank, but it was kind of like a sleeper hit as well. Um, so yeah, overall, just, just a phenomenal movie in my book. And, um, really every time I rewatch it, it's like, Oh, it still actually lives up shockingly after seeing, you know, a movie a long time ago. It's not always the case, but in this instance, it it lives up to the hype for me. Wow. Was it a magic
0: one? The Christian Bale one? You remember? It's not. it's not. I think he
5: plays. He plays a police officer, and uh, mm-hmm. lem- let me look it up really quick. I thought it was the Prestige.
3: I forgot even Terry Crews was in this movie. Which, when I saw him <laughs> all jacked up, I was all excited. I
5: was like, "That's ah, Terry Crews." He's <laughs> flipping pigeons. Is that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Dean, have we watched the movie Zero Dark Thirty for movie of the week? <clears throat>
1: I don't think we have. All right,
2: my movie of the week choice is Zero Dark Thirty. Damn, uh, John, just baby. make sure you can watch it. Uh, teach some american history my friend
0: i hate war movies
4: it's
2: It's not really a war movie it's more a spy movie actually
0: is that the one where they find uh bin laden buddy in a cave
2: uh not in a cave uh but that's what we're watching
0: this week this guy plays the ready player one or whatever that game he's playing that's it now he's fucking picking up mission movies what's that game you're playing ready or not
2: oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go no, I, uh, no, that's not why. But yeah,
0: okay. it's a good movie. I think it's on Netflix. I'll check.
2: Yeah. So the movie uh, I
5: was referring to, sorry, Zach, to, to cut you off, but yeah. it's called Harsh Times, Eva Longoria. So the other, equally hot Eva is in it. But just like not as good as this one, but a good little sleeper movie. Harsh Times. Wow. Uh,
2: Dean, let's say thank you to the people that keep the channel going.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We want to shout out <clears throat> Sean Fear, Ian CB, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, Lima Hernandez, King Louis, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, James Colley, Equan, Chris Valencerina, Ben Thomas, Chris Letty, David Jones, Sam Gist, Daminator, Joao Breda, Sweet Sweet Danny Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Credit, Big Old Fern, King Zach, Caesar Mariquin, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin Bomanski, Rick DeGregorio. The Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Erwin Azucena, The Illustrious Rainer, Alad Morgan, Tuka 3 Wah, Derek B, Carlos Saavedra, Matt Clevenger, Seth Tucker, CC3PO, Scott Smith, Don Bola Boy Jimmy James, Steven Percha Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Big Pips, Stephen Maria Stanley, Eddie Manzanaris, Louis Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi, the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer.
2: Bunch of angels. Thank you guys for your support. If you want to join us on Patreon, get in on that group chat. There's the link there. Uh, Our April Patreon benefits is the network sticker sheet. Uh, Each one is an individual sticker. You can apply them all over wherever you want. Waterproof uh, dishwasher safe stickers. And the full-size Jumbo sticker. So. Obviously, we love to jambo on this show and uh, finally get that in a sticker form. Uh, We also have going out uh, this month for the top tier, the Dungeons and Dragons dice. So stay tuned for that. If you're a top tier member, if you're international, we'll get a shipping quote uh, for you. We'll cover you up to five dollars and then the rest will be due by um, by yourself. But if you're in the United States, we'll cover the five dollar shipping. We also have pog sets coming. Those are coming in May. Uh, We have them in hand, but uh, don't want to. Don't want to blow our load with everything all at once, so uh, stay tuned for that. They turned out really good, so big shout-out to Ben. Actually, Ben, I think it's your first time on the show since we dropped these. What do you think about how they turned out?
3: Dude, I'm actually so excited that this actually, you know, it was it was an idea I just kind of randomly threw out there on an After Dark, and the, the fact that it's come to fruition is super, super cool. So, uh, I mean, pogs were a huge thing for me as a kid, so... I just love it, and in as just an extra incentive, just for the for the members. Like for me, it even like you know I'm on the shows, and I'm like I want to get the top tier. I want some pogs. There <laughs> so, you go. Very cool, man. Yeah.
2: definitely, definitely a great idea. Uh, and then we have the uh, single pack pogs, so people will get a random gold chase or the uh, classic yellow and white logo. Uh, for Patreon, if you want to sign up, we have three tiers, the $5 Sweet Angel tier, uh, the Certified Crispy $15 a month tier, which is the sticker sent straight to your door, uh, and uh, Figure Fix Assistance. We also have the $25 tier, which is the um, the Pog set, which replaced the posters uh, and doubles all the stickers we send, which is pretty great because they're pretty hard to come by and uh, might be a bartering tool in the future. We already have some he's trying to track down some of our old sticker sets. Um... So there's that. Uh, our YouTube channel members: we got MojoZ78, OG Fan, Absolute Irwin, Beme, testjess one Mark Pearson, DK Avenger702, Ben Thomas, OMFG Rick, Justin Eras, Mike Oxlong, Paul Schreiber, S Beam, Andrew Gibo, Andres IB, CC3PO, Daminator, Lemur, uh, Samgist, and Carlito. If you guys want to uh, become a channel member, click that link. I think we need like four or five channel members. Uh, to unlock a new emoji, which I think is presumed to be the John emojis, so if you guys want that, uh, be sure to sign up. Uh, we also have uh, the benefits here: so ninety-nine cents if you're a Patreon member, you get loyalty badges and access to the custom emojis, or two ninety-nine if you're not a Patreon member, uh, you get member shoutouts every episode, either tier and the same badges and emojis. Uh, here's a look at the network: we got CW Live, OFAC, Small Talk. Um, we are doing a change with OFAC and Small Talk, so. Uh, Typically, they would upload uh, their episodes every Thursday, and then the following Thursday, they would upload their audio. Uh, We're changing that, so uh, in theory, uh, they'll be going live Thursday nights, and hopefully by Monday, you'll have the audio episode. We got some feedback that people wanted to listen to those a bit quicker on the audio platform, so we're going to fast-track those. Uh, We also have After Dark, Bricks and Brews, The Ringcast, Live Unboxing, Collectors Club, Pose Wars... And Livin let dice living let dice is going to be off for the month of april for the most part uh with easter and everything coming up and uh max being on deployment it was a bit difficult to uh get that sorted but uh, we will be uh i think our next show dean do you know the date of the next show or can you pull it up on discord for me real quick
4: yeah
1: uh-huh. thank discord you right now.
2: i will get that uh, to you guys in a second and we also have t public uh, which, if you want to buy some swag, you can do so there. Uh, every shirt puts a f- few bucks into the network fund for equipment, etc. And uh, you also get a cool shirt. Uh, John, can you read our <clears throat> socials for me, please? Yeah, so the 30th. 30th. Okay, thank you.
1: 8 p.m.
0: Facebook, we got uh, Collecting Weekly main page. We also have Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. You guys know I say it every week, that's the place to be. Um, Instagram, we got at collecting weekly and at collecting weekly underscore clips for all the funny moments in our shows. I put one up yesterday from our unboxing and, uh, hilarious is an understatement as to what that was. Really was. Um, I don't think I've laughed I that in hard tears. in, in, in once, uh, but yeah, no. And we have, uh, at the underscore every day, underscore collector, follow me there guys. We're going to kind of put all the information and statues and, everything even stuff from collectors club is going to go go up there so you guys are going to want to follow these social media platforms or pages or whatever you want to call them
2: definitely um yeah shout out time uh i actually want to give a really random shout out to uh Stonemaier games or the company that makes wingspan i totally fucked up and lost a part of my game i don't know how but uh i sent them an email and i was like hey uh i i fucked this up on my own like i was looking on ebay to buy a whole like it's part of the bird feed you have to like build it from a flat piece of cardboard and it like pops out and you just assemble it i was like to buy it it's like 20 bucks from like third-party sellers uh, I was like, you know, I'd be willing to buy like a sheet if I need to, like, just let me know the cost, happy to pay for it. Because I really don't want to buy the full game again, just for this one little piece. And like two days later, they had a tracking number and they're like, nope, no problem. We replace these parts. Like, we want to really be like a high quality customer service type thing. So if you ever damage any of your cars or like that, just send us a message. We'll get a replacement sent out to you. So... um that's really great because I spent so much on that game with like steam and iOS and all the expansions and everything like that. So the fact that they're willing to support the customer after the sale, I think it's really great. So, uh, that's the only shout out I want to give, but if anyone has anything or if Ben and Marco, you guys want to plug what you guys got going on, please feel free.
0: I'll just say a quick shout out to, of course, say it all the time. Everyone listening, uh, you guys gave everyone who gave super chats, everyone put a comment in the chat and everyone who's been, Putting comments on the YouTube uh, comment section and and having conversations, uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, keep it up. Without you, the channel would be nothing. So, just want to say uh, thank you and appreciate it.
5: I'll just really quickly plug. You know, Ben is quickly becoming the the second co-host on our channel. So he stepped in this weekend uh, when Gigi was out. We did an unboxing of the Marty McFly. So check that out if you haven't. And we're we're looking at setting up a, a conversation more about. The Dark Knight Rises, the DX19, what other figures we want to see Hot Toys and Queen Tackle. So likely this Thursday, and we're working on getting Dean the Dream on there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. His asking price might be too high, so we'll see. Uh, we're trying to seal the deal there. And then when we're back from a hiatus, I will say we're going to have interviews. We're going to have John, Eddie, um, and Lael are kind of some of the first ones we have lined up here. So lots of content coming out on 1-6 Fix. Check it out.
3: Yeah, and I just wanted to tag in on on John's um, shout out as well, just because, you know, earlier when we were talking about why we stream, we talked all all of us talked about how much of a time investment it is to make the content. Uh, But being on the other side, trying to be somebody in the chats and be somebody that gets caught up on all the content and is always watching is a time investment as well. So everybody that's in the chat that is always here, you know, night after night, uh, you know, I can I feel like I can go to any stream and talk to about 10 of these 10 of these folks every time. So that's some serious time investment and it's, it's definitely appreciated. Uh, and my other shout out would be to you guys just for uh being cool with me joining the show uh i know it it takes some guts to be able to bring somebody into your show especially when you guys have a good thing going so uh thank you because uh, it's been super fun uh, in I terms no of for the record i i know you did i know he but that's actually okay. did that's not I, a I'm lie. Sure he, <laughs> I
5: think i said fuck that guy Fuck it's that guy
3: <laughs> uh,
0: and so John didn't want another Canadian. There's only Canadian. spot for one. Yeah, there's only spot for one real Canadian on this
3: Hundred percent, hundred percent. full. I'll leave the Timmys outside. But yeah, do you have a Timmy's uh, cup I, under your desk? I do have nope. a Timmy's cup. I do. Let me see <laughs> I just didn't pull it out. <laughs> uh, no, I tipped it over. No, it's cool. It's cool. Oh, yeah. I, 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 it. I, I, no, I tipped it over. Um, but then yeah. So as Marco said, I'll be on one six six a little bit uh, this week, talking some Batman uh and then on my own channel the ben thomas show i'm just going to be continuing to release uh videos about my own figures and some of the experiences that i have with figures some of the upcoming releases that are coming out just kind of my take on it uh and just having some fun uh, with the channel so tune into the ben thomas show and one six fix and these guys and and keep coming guys it's fun thanks
2: yeah ben's going to be joining us uh more regularly on cw so that's great uh you know, definitely appreciate that. Uh does anyone else have any shout
5: outs that they want to give? Can I say one more because I see him in the chat now? I yeah, will sure. be on Collectors Unite on Big Breda's channel on Saturday. Hey. Saturday morning. Um, I think eight o'clock my time. So looking forward to that one.
2: Yeah, shout out to uh Joanne. definitely a great guy, supports yeah, the channel, Patreon, it. and uh yeah, definitely killing it with this content. Like he's just you know, puts in a lot of work to get those uh, day one reviews for us, and uh, definitely appreciate it.
3: Well, and one last thing, I heard uh, Loco Lu saying that he's only one point away from sweeping the top points uh, in, from Fern in Pose Wars. So tune into that because if he hits playoffs with Fern, I'm excited to see what uh, what's going to go down. Wow, 100%. yeah, actually, after Loco the show, we got a lot gotta, of air over there.
2: We got to figure out how we're doing <laughs> we do playoffs because we got a few people asking, and I it's just changed a lot so i'm just not really sure how we're gonna do it so uh hopefully we'll have an answer before the next pose wars but uh if everyone's good i think we're good to cut this one off
3: all right i'm zach i'm dean i'm jonathan i'm marco and i'm canadian ben This is last
0: show
4: (laughs) bye